0: Hey there, friends. It's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin. Thanks for checking this out. It's a free slice, a free preview of some of the content that you can get over at our Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash how to wrestling. This is from our pay per view classic series where Joe sets a brief and our fans vote on it and then we review the pay per view from start to finish. And it has easily become our most beloved and fun side series that we do over on the Patreon page. This is the WBF. We did this back in December. Of last year, the World Bodybuilding Federation, which made for a truly unique recording. Uh, let's just say that it is not a typical wrestling show because it's not a wrestling show; it's a bodybuilding show. So, if you want to hear Joe and me talk about all shapes and sizes of hunks and big old meaty boys and Gary Strideham (brackets wow), well, this is the episode for you. But over on the Patreon page. You've got a whole bevy, a rich back catalogue of all of the pay-per-view classics. We've most recently done WrestleMania 10. We've also done December to December 2006, Survivor Series 98, Survivor Series 03. You've got a bunch of in-your-houses. You've got WrestleMania 17 and 21, some of the greatest shows of all time. And our newest episode, which was voted for in light of the fact that Joe went a little bit viral with our big rant about Triple H. It's a Triple H special, which involved us putting up... Some less than salubrious Triple H moments, including the one that won, No Way Out 2003, Triple H taking on Scott Steiner, the rematch of all rematches, you can get access to all of those, as well as over a hundred pay-per-view review episodes, going back to SummerSlam 2015, AEW, WWE, and some NXT in there as well for good boot, you've got an incredible back catalogue, you've got the the big show 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 roads to the top video q a's with myself and joe all this is available at our patreon page and we don't have ads and we don't stop the action every few seconds because we are 100 fan and listener supported so if you enjoyed the show you enjoyed the hbk episodes or you are looking forward to the next jim ross episode why not say thanks and get access to a lot of content for yourself five dollars will get you far at patreon.com forward slash how to wrestling but for now that's enough talking and enough plugging let's get into some beef and some meat it's time for how to wrestling's pay-per-view classic review of the world bodybuilding federation In life, for certain friends, death, taxes, and Gary Stridham. Wow! Wow! Pay per view classic Wow! <laughs> Once again, it's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin, with uh, Joe Graham here. Hey, Joe! Hello! It's very, very special, exciting, slightly different episode mm. of Pay per view classic Because do you remember what happened the last time we finished an episode of Pay Per View Classic? What? You you were after? You were after something?
1: So, I think at the end of the last Pay Per View Classic, I was after something more aligned with my tastes. Because I believe we did ECW.
0: Yes, we did Classic ECW.
1: Yeah, and I wanted something a bit more silly, (laughs) a bit more fun, maybe something with a bit more Bret Hart.
0: A little bit more showmanship more showmanship more, definitely, yeah. <laughs> more showmanship well it was difficult because there were so many great suggestions that mm. were, were were being bandied around we thought uh, well we i say i i i thought that this might be something a little bit special mm. because you know well we've done a lot of vince pay-per-views and a lot of new generation recently and i thought at the end of 2021 there might be a little bit too many trips to that same well so i thought i know this is a a little bit shorter than the average pay-per-view b whatever you say at home it is a pay-per-view broadcast that was made Mm. by titan sports Mm -hmm. that's headed up by joe's favorite vince mcmahon Mm -hmm. so i thought that the wbf was an absolute surefire hit such a surefire hit that i thought it was that i didn't even bother putting it up towards a vote because i thought we just better sneak this one under the cover of night because they wouldn't let you have it, Joe. They wouldn't let you have it.
1: <laughs> you smuggled it in.
0: What? If anything, did you know about the WBF before we sat down for two hours of prime beef?
1: So I remember we watched a bit of WBF for, I think it was the Vince McMahon episode?
0: It was one of his future, one of his uh, extracurricular endeavours. Yeah, <laughs> his
1: his side projects. And I remember seeing, God, I felt like, 10 or 15 minutes of him saying, Gary Stridum,
0: wow, wow. Oh, Gary Stridex, or whatever he's called. Mm. I just should say, for balance as well, now did we watch the World Body Federation's second and final annual championship broadcast, mm. we did also watch a 10-minute clip of Bret Hart burying the absolute Jesus out of not just the World Bodybuilding Federation, but the concept of bodybuilding, Gary Stridex or whatever his name is. And then he kind of turned his, his ire to like anything that wasn't wrestling that involved showing off your body.
1: Pretty much, yeah. He said that models, they're they're included in that. It requires no skill <laughs> <Jesus>. whatsoever. <laughs> he was quite harsh.
0: He was quite harsh. Now I think we should say this is by no means and I don't think it's ever is the goal of pay-per-view classic for this to be like a historical retrospective or like we're doing a deep dive into it. We've watched the show. We want to know what, what you thought about it, right? That's that's the whole point here. Right. But I think it's probably worth talking about some ground rules as it pertains to bodybuilding and your attitudes towards it. Mm. Because I don't think that it's necessary. Some people might assume that we think that there's no skill or there's no artistry or majesty to bodybuilding at all.
1: Yeah, people might think that. They'd be wrong.
0: Why would they be wrong, Joe?
1: So I used to be of that ilk i used to think that bodybuilding required not maybe not no skill but very little skill i thought it was just you know mostly men just working out all day and that's it
0: brett said in his his little interview that we watched where it's like well if you had the time and you were paid just to lift dumbbells all day you'd look like that too right so what's the skill Mm -hmm. in it so yeah (laughs) i mean he's fundamentally
1: wrong and i only appreciated just how much skill is required in bodybuilding after you showed me pumping iron which is a, a documentary that follows a few different bodybuilders around but most notably arnold schwarzenegger
0: was, right was that kind of a uh, mind-blowing in any sense or was it different to what you thought of bodybuilding or bodybuilders their their attitudes were
1: i mean their attitudes were pretty much what i thought <laughs> But it, what I didn't appreciate was just how much work and skill and care goes into the art form and how it's not just a case of working out. Because if you just work out, you won't have the body of a bodybuilder. It requires so much more than that. Like there is an element of, you know, working on certain muscle groups and underst- well, understanding muscle groups, I think, first and foremost. Yeah. And understanding how growing one muscle group will affect another in terms of not just your body shape, but also in terms of symmetry.
0: Yeah, symmetry is a kind of a big part of it, I guess. Yeah. Arnold talks very, very kind of abstractly about, you know, bodybuilding and mm. you have to view yourself as being like a human canvas, basically, and all that. It's, it's a much different mindset to what people... I mean, that's not to say there's not bodybuilders you just pump all day and then they're like, I'm very big and that's yeah, all I want to but be. But then
1: they're not as good. They're not as... They're not as, you know, they don't tend to do as well as the ones who actually take it really seriously. And that's why that's why Pumping Iron is so interesting, because you get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is one of the best of all time, actually explaining how much work and thought goes into it.
0: So you would say then that you're coming at this knowing that there is kind of a deeper level yeah. of, of bodybuilding.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> to me, bodybuilding, I think it's, it's best compared to like sculpting.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. In the,
1: it's so important that the muscles look good and impressive. Like it's not good enough for them to just be big. They have to, you know, you have to have a certain element of vascularity, but not too much. You know, you have to have, you know, good skin. I think that's important, which can kind of, go against a lot of the um, the wellness of the <laughs> competitors because, you know, steroids were used a lot yes. back in the day. I
0: know was the, when we were watching Brad, he was like, you know, in this WBF thing, they weren't even meant to be on steroids. I was like, you're even going to take steroids. What's the point? Like, he's yeah. like saying it is the role of the bodybuilder to take steroids for us to look at and go, woo. Mm. Look at look, that <laughs>
1: monster.
0: Look at the advances in terrifying technology yeah. that we've made. So I think it's good that we have all of this kind of preamble about, you know, you, I think even more so than me, you had, a, you had an appreciation from Pumping Iron about yeah. that. So the
1: other thing I, I appreciated from Pumping Iron was was the physicality of it, but also the the choreography.
0: I and I is... don't see the frailty of the people involved. No,
1: that's just sad. <laughs> that's just part
0: and parcel with any any contest involving that. I think mm. you know,
1: but no, it's it's the fact that, like, you know, part of your routine as a bodybuilder is to is to be able to demonstrate how your muscles look yeah and that's not just a case of standing up on a stage and flexing you have to understand again how muscle groups look under different lighting you know when posed in a certain way you
0: mean there's a little bit of like kind of a little bit of dance to this do you think oh no definitely there's a bit of dance
1: in that you have to know what a human body will look like when it's stretched and moved and things like that and i think um, you know, less good bodybuilders, they just go up on stage and they do the Hulk Hogan pose because it makes <laughs> their muscles look very big and vascular. But when you look at a real pro, like a true expert, someone like Arnie, you see them doing poses that are almost like sculptures, like statues, like the like Michelangelo's yeah, game yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's very you know it's it's posing in a way that makes your body look beautiful
0: so this is interesting because you have you've you've talked quite eloquently there now about you know this this world of bodybuilding that i think a lot of people when they clicked into this episode or they think about bodybuilding they
1: probably thought i was just gonna be like
0: <laughs> and this is all preamble for joe of course justifying why she's gonna be able to use her star rating on, yes. on these slabs of big uh-huh. big hoss that we're about to be seeing here but I, I, not to get like too into the background and backstory of why we had ended up with the WBF. But I mean, obviously, it seems obvious to an extent why Vince McMahon would be interested in this. Mm-hmm. But having said what you said, does it seem like a match made in heaven? Vince McMahon, promoter, appreciator of the big guys, notoriously to the extent where he'd appreciate big guys and their aesthetics in wrestling more so and it would supersede their athletic ability. Is this, like, the perfect playground for Vince McMahon, then? Like, should this... Who who could do it better, right?
1: I think the trouble is, Vince McMahon is doing it very self-indulgently. And I think what Vince McMahon wants is just to see massive muscle dudes doing the Hulk Hogan pose.
0: But he likes the Razzmatazz as well, and we do have that here to he the does. WBF.
1: Yeah, but... I mean, I, I, I don't know enough about bodybuilding to know if that's generally a part of bodybuilding. Not like this, no. Right, that's what no, I figured. Yeah. This
0: entertainment aspect of it is, is you know, there's the sport and there's the entertainment. And Vince McMahon likes to think he's the master of sports and entertainment. But this presentation that we'll see here tonight is, by and large, mostly entertainment. Yeah. The actual sporting aspect of it, I would argue even more so than wrestling where it's entirely predetermined. But I think it's less sporting in some respects, just in terms of the broadcast that we're watching. Mm. Because we find out later, most of the sporting stuff actually happens off camera here. Yeah. So yeah, the WBF, are you shocked at when this is coming to us? Because this is the second and final. This is the drug-free WBF championship coming to us in 1992. Now, for one reason or another, I know you're very invested in the life and times of Vince McMahon, and particularly... The steroid scandal was something that was very much piqued your interest. I know in 2021, we had the dark side, the ring about the steroid trial. Yeah. And I know that you yourself been doing your own research is another project that you've been doing throughout this year, which it's kind of sits around near this. Yes. So 92, (laughs) steroid trial, WBF. How do these all fit in the same kind of 18 months?
1: I genuinely have no idea because these guys, for the most part, are huge. And they are... Absolutely ripped in a very particular way that is associated with steroid use. Now, I'm not saying I don't really have much of an understanding about steroid use, to be honest. Because
0: you'd be shocked when you find out the wrestlers who have been on steroids, like Bret
1: Hart, and the wrestlers
0: who've not been on steroids. Yeah, like like,
1: apparently Triple H hasn't been on steroids, or
0: John Cena allegedly. John Cena,
1: yeah. Both from the
0: world of bodybuilding originally as well. Yeah, Yeah. well, like
1: Bobby Lashley is an example who, like, looks like, you know, surely that guy is pumped to the brim of steroids. But no, he is just like
0: that. Yeah, apparently so.
1: Genetically gifted.
0: (laughs) And it's hard for people
1: like me to believe because I think there's a little cynical voice in my head that goes, no, there must be. They must be on steroids. There must be a way. (laughs)
0: Vince McMahon is counting on that little voice to be silenced during this. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: But, I mean, they do say during this show, that a lot of the competitors are smaller or, in their words, softer, which seems so
0: such a har- harsh, harsh, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, God, softer.
1: <laughs> These guys look—they're made of iron. You call them soft? I mean, for- I could break a bottle open on their abs, <laughs> like fucking so hard. Anyway, but yeah, they, they do mention the fact that a lot of them are smaller and softer as a result of them not being allowed to take steroids. So, I think what you and I were under the impression of was that probably, you know, they're not technically currently still on steroids but maybe they were <laughs> until quite recently. The, the last
0: drop of bright green poison hasn't quite left. There giant veins just yet. It's yeah. still flowing around in there somehow. <laughs> yeah,
1: like maybe the rule was that like you're not allowed to actively inject steroids on the day of the competition but like... <laughs> until then it's
0: fine i don't know you're allowed to inject as many steroids to make up any loss in weight that you had because of water loss he's lost a pound of water film with a pound of steroids well you know even now that's what it says on the marquee here you know (laughs) i mean my my much more lowbrow view of it is it's 1992 hey federal government indict this yeah (laughs) get a load of this part of me is genuinely thinking it is trying to be distracting from the world wrestling federation you know, and mm. kind of separate the muscles from the the skilled artisans because yeah. wrestling now WWF has been headed up by you know Ric Flair, Bret Hart, young up and comers, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. These are the names that are coming into mm. the WWF now. None of those guys would be known as being big steroid guys or big body guys, even though some of them did take that stuff Mm. but uh this seems like i don't know like some sort of an elaborate smokescreen in so many respects
1: (laughs) it's really interesting and the other thing i don't really understand is that because well well, bodybuilding isn't—is it technically a sport?
0: Oh yeah, I'd say it's a sport. Yeah.
1: You see, I don't think it's fair to but call it, it's, it a it's sport.
0: A, it's a different—it's—it's a, a sport and an art form in that yeah. respect. But unlike, and I would say, wrestling often meets at that crossroads as well. I, I think, but it, it's, there's no predetermined aspect to it. I
1: think on the spectrum of sports and performance art, I think bodybuilding comes closer to performance art than wrestling does because... I think
0: for the self, yes, but for a cooperative piece, I think wrestling takes that as a performance art. Mm. that's just me, you know? I
1: think it depends as well on the wrestling. Yeah, that's and true. And it depends on the bodybuilding.
0: I'm just thinking of like Ric Flair and Sting going out and wrestling for an hour without anything written down or discussed mm. and they can just do it.
1: You think that's performance art? I
0: think that's pure art you to degree. I think degree. that's
1: more close to sports.
0: Ah, I mean, I guess, you know, but I think wrestling is in the centre of that, of that Venn diagram. Yeah. But I, I do think it is like you know as ridiculous as it no doubt seems the wbf and as we get into it you will no doubt feel that way as well you can't help but think well yeah if we've mind wrestling for its entertainment value and its sportsmanship Mm. surely bodybuilding has got that ready to go like right you know surely
1: (laughs) i mean it should do in theory like if it it was me this is the trouble i think I think bodybuilding, unfortunately, is quite a toxic masculinity environment.
0: Particularly in 1992, I can't help but feel that, that would be a. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel that bodybuilding would be a lot more up my alley if they leaned in a bit more to the dance aspect.
0: And given how pop this is around the time the Chippendales have been rising to prominence and yeah. stuff as well. So there's more mainstream hunk appeal than ever before.
1: So I was hoping going into this that we maybe see a bit less of the posing. I'm not against the, the posing. I think that's an important part of bodybuilding. But I think leaning into a bit more of like the... Physical impressiveness of doing something like, you know, certain dance moves. I'm not saying they have to do a dance, but like show off how their body can move.
0: Yeah, I was basically watching the entire time waiting for a cartwheel. That's that's where I was at. Like.
1: Yeah, something like a cartwheel or, or, you know, even like, you know, a star jump or something. Like just to see them actually move their bodies because i feel that's again that's a real important part of bodybuilding is like obviously you are gaining mass muscle yeah but then if you can't carry that muscle in an (laughs) effective way then what use is it i want to see people with all this muscle mass then doing like you know feats of strength or you know feats of showmanship with their bodies stuff that i can't do or maybe stuff that i can do but it's easy for me because i you know, I weigh nothing compared to these guys. Well, that was the, the
0: idea in theory, I think, going into this. And we open on the World Bodybuilding Federation 1992 Championships with the most ostentatious muscle montage possible.
1: It's very erotic.
0: I mean, I've read books about Vince McMahon and I've, you know, seen all sorts and read all sorts about the WBF. But even still, I couldn't help but be like shook when I just heard the full on, you know, presentation of it all where you've got this montage of muscles and then names ringing in your ears like the golden phoenix the dark angel and the executioner will all be here tonight it was full on like it honestly had more pomp and circumstance than wrestling seemed to at that mm. point in time and vince mcmahon as our host the full vince mcmahon wrestlemania voice like here.
1: mr mcmahon oh like... my
0: god he is putting this thing over he
1: runs out of the voice Quite early on, <laughs> he
0: was out of gas, which
1: kind of lends more credence again to my theory that like he can't do the voice anymore because it's not it's not genuine for him.
0: It, it, a lot of things about this show are not genuine, mm. and the audience, which is at points given a little bit of a sweetening, and at other points is not. They are never more excited as where they are at the start, where Vince McMahon is like, "Welcome to the WBF. Gary Stridham is our champion." The music, by oh, the way. Jim Johnson absolute fucking steals the show the WBF this
1: this show would be shit without his involvement like it genuinely would be just like just kind of ropey and crap but it's like because the music is so good, and because obviously each competitor has their own like gimmick, like wrestling, and they have the music that goes along with not only their gimmick, but also their presentation of themselves. It's, it's
0: actually more complicated than the rest of the music. Yeah. Because when you watch you know, Beyond the Mad, he he explains. You know, he explains like you have the kind of cadence of a wrestler coming out of the ring, and he's mm. the example of Vader's entrance music for that. But with bodybuilding demonstrations, there seems to be like always a quiet somber bit a fast bit mm. a kind of chaotic bit at the ends. like and he's does these like five six minute tracks for like eight performers yeah and i did have to go and do a little bit of digging to actually even find out that yeah jim johnson did do all this he's
1: a bit embarrassed <laughs>
0: but it's probably one of his bigger musical projects and if you like mm. 1992 silly synth yeah this, i want this this along with rocky four soundtrack yes mm-hmm. please that's what i'm listening to this year for sure <laughs> we're in long island california and our hosts are a very ...very game and excited Vince McMahon... ...a very game and excited Tom Platts ...and a very game but definitely not excited... Bobby the Brain Heenan, who's at his first ever bodybuilding show tonight. He
1: looks so uncomfortable.
0: Anxious. I've never seen it in Bobby Heenan before. Yeah,
1: like genuinely, like really. It's not like when he got moved to Nitro and he was just like, just at that point phoning it in. Like, fuck it, I don't like this anymore. But he's
0: out in his own little world. You could tell Bobby's yeah. making himself laugh at least.
1: But here, he just looks scared.
0: Yeah, like the first thing that happens is he's literally like, his hand is shaking. He's like looking at his pockets. Desperate to see if there's a one liner that will get him out of this. And then he's like, Bobby, what do you think of it? He's like, it's great. Everyone's dancing, McMahon. Yeah. (laughs) For record, no one was dancing.
1: Oh, no, there was a little bit of dance. What, in the audience? Oh, not in the audience. Yeah, he said
0: everyone here's dancing. Oh, no, that's a lie. Yeah, some of the (laughs) bodybuilders are going to bust a move later on. But the people were like mostly... The, the people in the audience there were people with their arms furled there were a couple of groups of enthusiastic ladies who were here for the for the meet and then there was a couple of like let's just say very interesting looking people who were like kind of watching serious very, men. very seriously and slowly yeah. like you know like they were plotting the revenge against any number of these hunks here tonight <laughs> or interviewer and mc for the evening is mean gene Okerlund? i can't believe
1: they got mean gene why well
0: like that's one of the things why i would have thought vince mcmahon this is you know, in his mind why he could do something like this i've got good people i've got broadcasters i've got probably one that i've got i've got johnny carson here with bobby the brain heenan and i've got the most level-headed can't get him in, backed into a corner this man will absolutely you know as long as the wbf sign doesn't fall down behind him Mean Gene is, is golden. He'll never flop in I any feel of these situations. But he's
1: wasted here. Because oh yeah. like this type of role is so easy. Like this is way beneath him. This is the type of stuff I could do. Like you're just standing there reading a card and introducing talent and then occasionally asking them a couple of questions. Like that is so beneath him.
0: Yeah, Mean Gene has got a lot of scripted content here and it's a
1: waste of his time that's it it's
0: like you've hired mean gene for an after dinner speech but because of a mix-up he's not gotten the dinner so you've all had your dinner now he's shown up and And he's he's also
1: reading someone else's speech
0: yeah so he's got his speech there and he's leaning on the podium but he's a little bit hungry and a bit cranky and he like starts off where it's like well this isn't you know a cattle mart but there's no shortage of beef here ladies and he's really (laughs) really just with the like christmas cracker fucking commentary here and the audience immediately let him know that they do not want any of this. So Gene goes from being like, but the proper five-star being mm. Gene to, you know, reading the notes, his glasses are on later. He doesn't give a shit.
1: Yeah. He tries to crack a couple of jokes and they just fall flat. And it's weird because I do think they pump in some audience sounds at points at during points, this, yeah. but not when they actually should like, They haven't got
0: a a chuckle button for for Mean Gene which they desperately needed. They needed needed
1: that badly because you can see him being like pulling on his collar. I've never seen him like that out of source before.
0: (laughs) Mean Gene and Bobby Heenan within five minutes we've seen these guys who I would have sworn are the most unflappable men in wrestling. Well, there they are
1: just like just out of their depth. Like here, it's just weird environment for them.
0: Turns out, Joe being around real big muscle men, unlike those weaklings in the World Wrestling Federation, it got them hot under the collar and made them all nervous. And they didn't know what to do.
1: Do you know what else I think is the reason why they got mean Gene for this is because he's very small, and. I think it worked against them in the end, because I, I think the thinking was, knowing Vince, he was like, oh, I Mean Gene, he's tiny. So when we see him against these competitors, he'll make them look really big. And that's
0: one of the reasons why he was so successful in the WWF yeah. and, you know, in, in the AWA, et cetera, as well, because he had that shorter stature.
1: Unfortunately... In bodybuilding, it seems, they're not all that tall.
0: It is a big guy business, but it's not necessarily a long man's game, let's just say. (laughs) Which, I mean, it
1: makes sense, really, when you think about it physiologically. It's probably easier to gain big muscle mass if you're shorter, because the longer you are, the longer your muscles are. Means it's harder to bulk up.
0: That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it, Joe. No, it, it's true. I, I it my, true. I put all of my I put all my energy into becoming long, as opposed to to, to, to chiselled or anything no, like that. No, no, no.
1: It just is true. If you are if you have shorter limbs, your muscles will look more impressive than if you are longer.
0: I have to have a special shout out to Tom Platts, who is a really great announcer in many respects. and that, I think. Him and Vince McMahon sat down in the cocktail bar and he pitched him and like he thought, yes, this is exactly it. Tom Platt's is a hundred percent legit in terms of like he has a background of bodybuilding. He's very excited for the vision of the WBF. I think he genuinely thinks these guys should be stars. But my god, this man does not pull punches, let's you. just say. And he is borderline. I'm gonna rip off this goddamn tuxedo myself, McMahon, and show him how it's Fucking dumb. It
1: feels like he less wants to be a commentator and more wants to just be a judge. Because yeah. he's so vocal about people not looking the way they should. And because he's very familiar with how they used to look, he's happy to say, like, oh, you know He's happy th- for us
0: to become familiar as well. Yeah, yeah, to be like,
1: you know, this guy, you know, he looks like shit now. He, he used to look great, but he looks shit now. I think he's, we're, he's sick.
0: We're used to in wrestling there being at least an element of protection from the announcers to yeah. kind of like, we're all gonna work together a little bit, even if we're saying someone doesn't look great it's because of the story or you know overall we're trying to make someone else look good but times here they'll be like wow look at this guy and he'll just be like no fuck him he's shit and i was looking at several adonises going wow they're impressive and tom platts was happy to correct me and that no these men were not impressive and should be ashamed of even showing up in this shape
1: and i I, like i think it's okay to be a critic in that way for this type of show but the trouble is is that he's not even that the boasts with his criticisms. No, in that he, you know, he's hardly a Jay Rayner of bodybuilding, is he? Like he just goes, that goes soft, that goes soft, that goes soft. <laughs> Take goes my soft. word for it. It's like... And it's just like you could, you could say probably a bit more and explain a bit more about it, I think, and give some context for the audience without just saying that goes bad, that goes bad.
0: I absolutely loved how all the energy. We call it the in wrestling. It was known as the pyro and ballyhoo. You know, when you start off a wrestling show. And it's like, bam, 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 all the pyro goes off, the lights flash. We see all the audience will come to the announcers, and like, oh my, we've got such a great show for you tonight. Hit it, let's, here we go. We go straight into the first bit. All the pyro and ballyhoo and Vincent Mann's like, take it away, Mean Gene. And Mean Gene's like, oh my. Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that owing to a motorcycle incident, Lex Luger, the total package, who was due to be a guest poser tonight, Will no longer be able to attend.
1: He was reading this out as though he was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, could the owner of the brown Volvo in the car park <laughs> please move it?" Lex Luger has crashed
0: into us. It. it needs to be removed. It was just
1: like the type of it was the type of thing that sounded like it would get cut from the TV broadcast. Yeah, we didn't need to it's hear that. It's like just the live crap. No, but we did though because then we get we were like, oh, okay, so he won't be here. No. And there's,
0: there's another competitor as well who also won't be here as well. But
1: no, we, we do see Lex Luger because yep. live from his hospital bed yep. is a skit directed clearly by Vince McMahon.
0: Oh, like Lex Luger, he's got a body on him, 100%.
1: We didn't get to see much of it. We didn't it. Get to
0: see much of it because he's covered in jumpers and bandages in his hospital bed. Yeah,
1: he's got like his arm in a cast and his leg in a cast and he's all like strung up.
0: Properly like cartoon hospital treatment It literally here. is
1: like Vince McMahon when he's in hospital yeah. and Mick Foley comes in and That's has the <laughs> clown and everything. I was
0: begging a young studding Steve Austin yeah. to come in and bop on <laughs> the head with a bedpan. <laughs> But yeah, Lex Luger, for whatever reason, seems to have gotten this like moniker throughout times where it's like, yeah, this guy—he's a big body, of course. But unlike these other bodybuilder guys, Lex is—he's a wrestler, so he's a performer. He can give a promo. Yeah, he cannot do that. He is so bad at this, and it somehow manages to take the crowd down below the energy level of Mean Gene. Be like. There have been some schedule changes to the parish hall committee this week. You know, he is actually mad. a pin could drop during mm, this. Yeah. And I thought it was gonna lead up to something like Lex Sugar was gonna do a run-in, but no, he is legitimately in hospital. He did crash a motorbike.
1: Yeah, but we do get some great jokes written by Vince McMahon, don't we, about anal probes.
0: <laughs> and uh, it's not enough
1: just to have one. We have like three of them throughout the night because well, <laughs> Vince can't fucking he can't well, resist. Maybe it. they'll
0: take his uh Temperature, <laughs> the old fashioned, the old fashioned. Fashion. Later on, he's like, Well, you know, the old fashioned way bra- brain, what they say about the temperature, it goes in their ass. <laughs> Watch that <laughs> <out, laughs> brain, <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Asses, he thought it was very funny. He's such a child. I, I was such a child, I was so stroppy. I wrote down, Take that top off, you fucking hack. <laughs>
1: he's, in hospital. he's in hospital,
0: so what. You know what, you, you, you hurt your arm, not your pecs. Let me see it, come on. Ridiculous. <laughs> and the last thing we hear from Lex Luger kicking up a fuss is, where's my fluffy white rice? And the audience is literally like they sat through someone else's funeral by accident and they're too yeah. embarrassed to leave now. Gene is devastated at the lack of response. He is shook. He's pale as a sheet. But it's all right because we got a cavalcade of muscle to see us through. And he introduces our first competitor, Major Guns, Eddie Robinson. Okay, i got to say it right off the bat, Joe. I was very goddamn excited for Major Guns, Eddie Robinson. Mm. And not just because when in a wrestling context, I hear the, the name Major Guns, and I thought, you mean Stacey Keebler's dreaded rival from WCW? No, there was a different Major Guns, and Major Guns Eddie Robinson is literally Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. They do a special video for him where it's all like and he's putting in like all of his
1: grenades and knives he's got like loads of bullets and he's got a big gun and well he was he was struggling to load the big gun actually I didn't it was a very big gun yeah but still you should get some practice in I'm just saying I could have loaded that gun better than him
0: oh really it was the air cadets that's what they do Uh, of course with Joe's training in air cadets it's like the end of Metal Gear Solid 4 where she had to to pass and get her beret pick up a giant machine gun and go That's the only way they'll let you through there in yeah. the end. That, I think, is generally the idea for, for Eddie Robinson here, though. He's meant to be... Sorry, yes. when you don't say major goods, Eddie Robinson sounds yeah. like the guy who... Some guy. Some guy, like, yeah.
1: But yeah, he he comes out then. He has his video package that's done. He comes out onto the stage. And the cool thing about this whole show is that they have each you know each character, each person, competitor has their video package which gets across their character
0: and oftentimes the production value is higher than what you would have seen in WWF at the time oh yeah
1: absolutely but then once the video package is done they continue the skit on stage so we set then see him coming out with his big gun and he starts just shooting the crowd
0: <laughs> it was really 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 unexpected because we thought he'd come out he with the gun yeah we thought hey he'll pose with yeah. it and no he just starts fucking open fires he's packing then- heat show look Goes. there's
1: pyro and they suddenly have like people like there's a guy he shoots in on the roof who falls down and i know they mentioned at the beginning of the show that they like they kept talking about like special this effects there's gonna be special
0: effects tonight special effects. Okay. And i
1: think this is the extent of the special effects because he then shoots some ninjas they come out
0: yeah i thought he was 24 7 champion because he had all these dudes after him and <laughs> like there's one thing him coming out with the gun and shooting someone who's like way up in the, the high stand he yeah. shoots it and all the pyrotechnics go off Jenny reminded me of like Undertaker and Kane pointing at each other and like your lightning going yeah. off. It had the same kind of vibe to it. But well, then there's some bits that got a bit grizzly, Like one of the ninjas was like, Ugh, "Give me your muscles, <laughs> Eddie <then he> Robinson," <laughs> and then he just like kicks him and goes over to him on the ground and goes. <clears throat> Like, you know, we play a lot of, you know, Yakuza and you know, a lot of violent games get played in this house. Mm. These heat actions were a little bit spicy for they, my liking, They were Joe.
1: quite violent. I think that's why they were ninjas, because, like, the idea is, like... They're not real. Yeah, ninjas are fine. we never want to
0: see the Foot Clan get killed. I will say the furthest thing from my mind a couple of minutes into his routine was his musculature and his symmetry or anything of the fact. Well,
1: I mean, same. But then Tom Platt was like, looking thick, Vince. <laughs> and I assume he was saying that with thick with two Cs.
0: Oh, definitely. He absolutely was. He also had the thick wrists like young baby Bret Hart. Mm. He had these very, very thick wrists that would let you know that he would be the biggest of all of the all children. Yeah, yeah, all the babies are grown
1: <laughs> So maybe we should talk a bit about his body then, seeing as that's what this is really about.
0: Well you're you're rating the, the, the bodies here, so give me your impression of I'm, his body. I'm
1: rating the bodies, but I'm also rating the performance. Okay. So it's it's a bit of everything. So and it's it's
0: a hybrid score we're getting here. Yeah. And but still I, on the five star scale. Still
1: on the five star scale. But I should say as well, like disclaimer, I don't like big, muscly, vascular dudes. It's like something that on some level I'm like, about. You,
0: Oh,
1: like, I see Triple H and I go, I don't like that. So, uh, and I
0: see Triple H and I go,
1: <laughs> so, you know, I, I've had to put my own personal preferences aside to a point.
0: Okay, that's good. it's like going to a gallery and going, you know what? I'm not one for landscapes, but that one's particularly breathtaking. If it's yeah. that. You're, you're trying to be a critic here, I'm being a
1: critic, which so, means you'll
0: always be right.
1: But I'm not going to completely disregard my opinion. So you know, like I said, things like you know, skin. I think that's important. Good skin, because I don't think in bodybuilding that's really appreciated enough, and I think it should be. And that's on
0: that's on brand for you, Joe. You've talked about skincare on this podcast exactly. many times, but I
1: just feel you know, skin, good skin on a bodybuilder is like you know, that's that's like wearing good clothes on a fashion model. Like it's part of your performance you should be looking after your skin because it will you know they cover themselves in fake tan and baby oil to make them look stronger and more muscly but good skin also does the same thing it is
0: good that you bring up skin because it's something that came up several times and it was towards the end it was really making me scratch my head but for Vince McMahon and, and Tom Platt's, it feels like skin is the ultimate enemy here hmm. because they kept saying like oh you know when someone they liked they were like it's almost like he doesn't have skin Tom and he's yeah. like oh barely a millimeter of skin on him there McMahon are they like hoping to have like a flesh god? Is that what they're really aiming towards? I think
1: they were like expecting like, a, like Attack on Time, yeah. Yeah,
0: so look at the steam on him, McMahon. Can you imagine the metabolism? My god.
1: So I will give points to a certain amount of vascularity, but I'm not looking for like a 0% fat content on these performers. Okay, because fair enough. That- isn't what I like. Now I think that, you know, you want to be able to see definition of the muscles, but I'm not aiming to see someone who doesn't look like they've got skin. Okay. That's just kind of weird to me. Fair. That's very fair. And I will be obviously marking them on, on size of muscles, but also on like, you know, because we talk about symmetry, I think, I think silhouette is very important. So Uh, it's not.
0: When you're going for the routine as well, is that, is that taking into account the video package? Is that part of your, your scoring system as well? Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Major Guns Eddie Robinson. He, He has very short arms and legs, which I think is not great for this. It's not
0: helped by the fact that he's got a very, very long gun that's longer than most of his appendages. Well, and
1: he's got a very long torso as well. And I just think it made him look a little bit imbalanced. Like his body looked kind of like like not I don't know not top heavy but like it looked it just looked um, like imbalanced
0: right I see that's hard to explain <laughs> so like with his routine what I found was there was after a period like there was a maybe 90 seconds where I felt he showed me every move he actually had mm. and then he kind of went on like a, a loop like he did mirror of that and then he went back and he did the whole thing again I felt like I saw the same kind of three big bits over and over and over to make up the time
1: yeah and that's that's something that I think you know, is gonna really harm these competitors for me is is if I see too much repetition, because that's going to affect the audience as well. Because once the audience <laughs> have seen the same couple of poses, you know, a few times, they've seen it, they're bored, they want to see something else. So yeah, he was too repetitive, definitely. I thought he was very good at demonstrating his back muscles. He's got good back muscles, but his shoulder muscles and his chest muscles made it look like and the fact that his torso was so big, it made it look like he was wearing a muscle suit.
0: Oh right, because his head didn't kind of fit into that body yeah as well he wasn't balanced I see
1: um, similarly with you were saying about the routine his posture was not good he <laughs> when he was posing at his leg muscles his legs were a very bad angle it wasn't flattering at all like the silhouette was wrong it made him look unsteady and his posture just wasn't very good he wasn't holding himself high and proud a lot
0: of folks as well looked like they were perhaps a little bit when it came to the last like half a minute of their routine I thought this was just one or two, but I think this is part of of the the, the bodybuilding r- posing thing. Where when you get into the last few seconds, you do this kind of like mania of like every pose and be like, you know, look, I, I'm not I'm not just this. I can do this as well. And they kind of try and do everything at once. But then they're doing the
1: same poses. And then they'll
0: wave and they'll turn around and they'll do it again. And it <laughs> it, it, it is kind of like no one can say goodbye in this. Everyone kind of at the last 30 seconds, other than a couple of very exceptional folks, the last 30 seconds, you saw the life drain from their eyes a little bit as they're like, they realized their time was up and they were just trying to like, Show you everything they could do at the end. I
1: think part of that is that they forget which poses they're supposed to be doing and they just like cycle through them as quickly as possible in the hopes that they will remember a new pose. The ninjas came out again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I the ninjas came out like when his routine was kind of over. Yeah. Like he finished, the ninjas came back. And then he just unloaded another clip into them. Yeah. Like, there were people in the audience who gasped when that happened. And
1: it was so silent. You could literally hear them breathing. Yeah,
0: like, the shells going like, clink, clink, clink. Yeah. It was like one of the saddest anime deaths I'd ever seen. Yeah. Just because it felt like it went into slow motion at the end, like rain was going to start or something like I that.
1: I don't understand how Vince McMahon could let that silence happen. Like, how yeah. is he not making sounds or going, wow, amazing? But or- like,
0: Vince would never put guns in wrestling like that why he thought it was okay for like the first person as well because i think everyone to an extent is a little bit in the shadow of this because nothing is quite as straight up alarming and shocking given even given all the gimmicks and bodies we see as a man with a gun shooting ninjas out of the fucking sky and on the cold cold ground yeah so it was top heavy the entire show in that respect
1: well you need a good intro don't you
0: yeah it was uh, there there's a lot of sizzle in this and of course later on when um, you know they're doing the actual judging of all these guys and we're informed that this is actually just an entertainment round it made me realize that my ability to separate the sizzle from the steak was maybe not there because mm. this guy was probably my favorite in many respects just because i was like what the fuck is this reminded me of ken shamrock running around with his ak-47 except this was meant to be a bodybuilding not a fucking movie about mercenaries so what was your rating for major guns
1: so i think he you know he he needs to work on more than his major guns that's the main issue i had here like he had good guns He had good back muscles. But did he have
0: major guns? Yeah, he
1: had major guns. But I think, you know, in bodybuilding, everyone has major guns. That's part of it. Like, biceps are probably one of the easiest muscles to work out, I think. Duh. So I think posture was neglected in his his performance. And so I only gave him... And it was difficult to give them ratings earlier on in the show because I kind of didn't know what to compare them to. But I gave... Eddie Robinson 2 stars out of 5. 2
0: stars.
1: I didn't think he was very good.
0: So you're thinking that it, it, the uh, the routine didn't save him is what you're saying.
1: He gets like 1.5 stars for the routine, which I thought was good, but I don't want to weigh too heavily in favor of the routine because ultimately bodybuilding isn't about that and I know that Vince McMahon would have had some element of control <laughs> over that. So his body and his his actual routine like in terms of the posing, let him down. You
0: let him down. He only gets 2 stars. And Bobby Heenan has got very little to say about most of the competitors. He just says
1: every time there's someone on, he goes, "That's my favorite." He's basically being Aunt Donovan.
0: Yeah, he is. How he, much
1: he, does this guy weigh? What does this
0: guy he's eat? He's my
1: favorite. He's he, gonna win.
0: Is it? And is this guy with the gun one of the bodybuilders? He's kind of. He looks like a, he looks like a war man.
1: You guys enjoy doing
0: this. <laughs> so yeah, Bobby Heenan is basically like. What if Jerry Lawler had to call a, a a men's bodybuilding competition, but he couldn't make any rude jokes? That's where Bobby <laughs> Heenan is. He is a man on an island here, and mm. he's not being engaged with the content very, very much at all. Speaking of not being engaged with the content, Mean Gene Okerlund looks up from his newspaper to tell us our next performer, Jetman, Tony Pearson. Now, Tony Pearson is many things. He's probably the most strangely shaped man we have here because he's called the jet man because of his his deltoids at his his back he is shaped unlike any human being i've ever seen shaped before he's
1: shaped like a jet
0: he has got a waist that is so much smaller than the rest like he comes outwards mm. his body is shaped like a stealth bomber it Is up mm. ap- and this whole thing is that he's meant to be Top Gun. So we cut to the airstrip where, like, you know, the babes are getting the fucking jet ready. Yeah. And uh, out comes Tony to, to pop in the jet here.
1: And He clearly has never gotten into a jet seat before. Or, and it's
0: hard, obviously. But
1: they he's again, so big. they should have practiced this. And I know he's so big, <laughs> but they should have practiced it.
0: They should have practiced it. And also as well, there's some people who get their promo packages where it's like, yo, know, the previous guy, you got to see shots of the body in good lighting. This lad here, we see him in an ill-fitting flight suit squeezed into a tiny little chair. And then we get to see his head, which is covered in a helmet and a gas mask while he flies around to stock footage. Well, yeah,
1: stock footage. Like he's going to destroy
0: yeah. WCW or something. And yeah. it's like... This...
1: You, you can't see him.
0: You know, you can't see anything. And that
1: gets less points for me because part of your... Video package, I think, should show a bit of beef.
0: Yeah, I was here literally asking where the beef was. Yeah, and we I didn't think any beef. we would get this question this early on.
1: But this guy's gimmick is basically that he is not top man. What's it called? Top gun.
0: Top, he's the top gun. He's the top man of Top Gun. Yeah. And special shout out to Jim Johnson with his Jimmy Hart-esque, let's change the minimum number of keys to make this legitimately not, and legally not, Danger zone. This was highway to a uh, dangerous zone. It was great. Very good. His body, when he is unveiled and he comes out of the, uh, he comes out from the backstage area. His head was wider than his waist.
1: I mean, I like that. I like that he's got a big head.
0: And this was the first time as well when Vince McMahon started his mantra for tonight, which is drug free ladies and gentlemen not a
1: steroid in his body
0: not a steroid on him uh, you checked him i checked him not one in there Uh oh no steroids
1: don't check his locker bag sorry
0: fbi not today <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the pose from this guy he yes. had because of his body he had made me think he is not going to be able to move in certain ways when i see wrestlers and they look a certain you know musculature you bring up triple h Mm. if it's if it's it's 30 30 plus i know triple h ain't gonna be bending those arms too much
1: exactly and i want to see some mobility if you're going to you know this is your job you are an expert you've got to prove Bret Hart wrong yes you can't just work out and be muscly you have to have mobility flexibility you know and as I think especially you know me watching wrestling a lot you know I see a lot of muscle men who have that who can do you know flips and jumps and the splits and stuff and so you know I expect a bit more of these guys than just looking impressive so
0: he did like the, the kind of you know when Shawn Michaels does that when he comes out to the ring where he kind of puts one leg down he stretches the other leg out yeah. and he went down low he did that he I didn't, did that I didn't think he he did that with his legs falling off. And it was he impressive. did
1: it very daintily on his tiptoes and he did it without faltering. He didn't wobble or anything like that. And that requires an incredible amount of strength. I imagine he does a bit of yoga.
0: This is one of Vince's faves. He calls him a human sculpture over mm. and over and over, yeah. which I think is a compliment of sorts. Well,
1: this guy got a wow from me. I, I, just for the record, I'm giving everyone who gets a wow from me an automatic full point.
0: <laughs> and he also, not just a wow, when need those weird vacuum things, you got a woo they don't get a point for that no no points for woohoo's
1: no 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 it's a wow it's a wow point but he as soon as i saw him he he got a wow from me for that waist to shoulder ratio which is going to be a big part of my (laughs) scoring system i think that's quite important because it really adds to your silhouette so i mean this guy is great he's got a Good stride. He's clearly got charisma. He's got good vascularity. You know, that's for the for the Tom Platzes of the world.
0: <laughs> not for the Joe Grahams. It's
1: not for me, but he's not so vascular that he looks, like, disgusting. He doesn't look like a pile of flesh. But he does look, you know, very, you know, muscular. He was leaning forwards too much, though. I think he couldn't
0: help that, Joe. I think he literally was. He was a little bit like the Leaning Tower of Pisa in that sense. I think if he didn't lean forward, he would have fallen backwards. But then
1: that doesn't matter to (laughs) me because that means that you're not working out effectively. You need to work on your posture, okay? You need to be doing, you know, things like the cobra. Stretch those muscles.
0: He runs afoul of the same thing again where he did loads of impressive stuff at the start. And then he just kind of did it again. Like he, mm. he did it on a loop again. And when he did it the second time, he got less reaction than the first time. Well, that's what's
1: going to happen, isn't it?
0: So yeah, he does his, he does the kind of r- routine again to less reaction. But mm. Vince McMahon is adamant that Jetman Tony Pearson is the man to beat here.
1: I mean, the, the routine was good. It was too repetitive. But the thing that I really liked was, at the end, this is something I didn't like about the first guy, is that he just left at the end of his routine. Yeah, he just kind of waved and 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 walked off. Now, that's not very good showmanship. Come on, this is a performance. And Tony Pearson Jetman did a wonderful bow, a really deep, wonderful bow. And then he spread his arms wide and he took up as much of the stage as he possibly could. And so he gets an extra point for that.
0: Now, does he lose points for the fact that the gimmick didn't really follow through into the performance itself? Because other than the shape of his body being like, I think maybe I was just led down the wrong path because I saw him flying a plane. I thought he would go, Near and stuff <laughs> like that. But instead, it's just because he—it like, was a jet-shaped man, is what mm. he was supposed to—an actual jet man or, or a Top Gun. Yeah. I, I would have thought he would have, like, you know, done a landing gear bit at the end or something like that. I think that now, would
1: not be very cool, would it?
0: There's no, there's no cool way to pretend to be an airplane, is there?
1: That's the thing. I think the best thing they could have done was for him to come out in his jet man flying gear and, and then like rip it off. Yeah, which they do a bit of that throughout the show, like the undressing. But not enough of. And yeah, I agree. You know, I think I think he loses a point, really, or maybe not a full point, but half a point for the gimmick not really leading anywhere.
0: Yeah, he, he just struck me as someone who'd been given a gimmick. I yeah. didn't feel like he was the jet man. No, you know? it felt like
1: he arrived. Vince was like, look at this guy. He needs a gimmick. You're a <laughs> jet man now. And then that was that.
0: <laughs> How many of these gimmicks were ones that were left over when Vince tried to, like you know, push territorial wrestlers yeah. into the shape of this, ah, god damn it, this guy Kurt Henning can't be the Jetman. I guess he'll have to get Tony over here to be instead. We'll give him c <laughs> we'll give him a whirl at us. So Joe, Jetman, what's his rating? How did he do?
1: I really like Jetman. He was really good, great body. Like wow. 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 Really amazing body. Great silhouette, great mouth, like vasculature, great musculature, great performance. I'm gonna give him four stars. Four stars! I he was really good. Wow! Yeah, really good. I think the only thing that let him down was the, the gimmick.
0: Well, here we go. It's, it's clearly Vince McMahon and Joe Graham are aligned. You've got you've got your faves, that's obvious here. <laughs> Coming up next is probably the most wrestling gimmick that we have of all. And the problem is, is that at this point, Mean Gene Oakland is like, Oh, are you still here? <laughs> oh, very well then. He rustles through his things to find the next card, and he's like. And the following competitor was um, seems to be released from a maximum security compound of no, some sort. No, he wasn't sort. released.
1: He escaped. Oh, he escaped. He this escaped. is it. we actually see him. So he, we get a thing from Mean Gene saying that this competitor can't be here because he's been jailed for a crime.
0: And we cut right onto Mighty Mike Quinn's eyes, and I swear to God, the first thing that came into my mind was, Boss man <laughs> I am the winner of the World Bodybuilding Federation." <laughs> Mighty Mike Quinn, whose gimmick is that he was put in prison right before this contest.
1: But, like, not just prison, but, like, a psychotic prison, because he's in a straitjacket.
0: He looks like a bit like a Waylon Mercy, oh, almost.
1: uh-huh,
0: 100%. If Waylon Mercy was a bodybuilder, which I'm going to say right now, I'm sorry, that is an image that will make it more difficult to, to sleep at night, like, mm. you know, because Waylon Mercy is scary enough without being jacked, and he kind of, like... He doesn't take it to his prison uniform, Joe. Let's just say.
1: No, he rips it
0: off. <laughs> I care if he ripped it off or if he posed it off, like he would, and then it came off.
1: He he did struggle with it. it, even though it was a very cheap, flimsy, straight jacket that was obviously bought from a costume shop. He still struggled <laughs> to rip it apart, he, and then <laughs> once he takes all his clothes
0: off, he and he's in his little speedo.
1: He knocks out like the guard, and he goes, "Take that, big boy." And, and he, he runs away,
0: <laughs> you know, ripping the door off the prison yeah. cell, running around. Now, look, if we showed it to you, like just just the the visuals of it, and you saw his eyes, and you saw him like rip off his clothes and rip off the door and beat up the guard, you probably think, "Whoa, that's a tough dude." He's like Wolf from Gladiator's, but yeah, batter Like
1: Wolf, yeah. But the
0: problem is, Joe, he's got the look, and I'd say he does have the presence. But he's not got the voice at all.
1: I don't think he's got the look either. I mean he's got the look in the face, but not the body.
0: But he's running around literally going, nah, like all that scene we described, he's running around going, no. Nah, oh yeah. Nah. Like, well, like nerds well, being in the head like no
1: nah. Take that big boy.
0: Now, when pumping iron, there's more than your fair share of stereotypes, which would have you believe, ah, a healthy proportion of bodybuilders are people who had cripplingly bad experiences in high school i can't help but feel that mike quinn is doing all this to get back at someone in his mind mm. uh, so yeah he escapes and he rises in a moment i did not expect through the crowd ladies and gentlemen he's a man of the people i like this a lot you know vince does it with edge he did it with roman reigns you know with the shield of course did that all. this is a big thing for 1992 a bodybuilder through the crowd and it's probably the biggest reaction the crowd gets this show the crowd you know it. They, were like, they, they, they turn around.
1: But the crowd, they love, you know, they, they're people of simple taste. They love seeing meat, big, muscly beef, and they like seeing it up close.
0: <laughs> mean Gene is like, oh, my, ladies and gentlemen, he, my, my Quinn is here. Oh, no, he's making his way to the posing area. What are we going to do? And what I think is, like, very apparent is that Mean Gene could have made this, like, more of a show. And he could have, like, made it, like, you know, if, if this happened in wrestling, do you think Mean Jean would be looking at his notes going, oh, no, Nails is here. What's the boss man going <laughs> to No, he'd be like, oh, he's coming. Out that it might, compare it to the gookers debuting, him yeah. selling the egg compared to this, right? <laughs> he doesn't do it much justice at all, I think. And there's an issue as well with when these routines, when they have vocalizations in them. It comes down to what could best be described as a crude mime.
1: Yeah, it's like the lip sync battle in Drag Race.
0: This is very Drag Race. It's it? very yeah. Drag Race.
1: I mean, some of the routines are more Drag Race than others, but this one's very Drag Race. Like, he he is doing a lip sync battle here. Yeah,
0: he's got a full rap as Mighty Mike Quinn. Yeah,
1: he's miming along to the rap. And the trouble is, they they can't because they're not mic'd up. They can't say anything for real. And I don't
0: think they can hear either. They no. don't have any headpieces, and so everyone's yeah. out of
1: sync with the stuff they're miming along to. It's I mean, if you've so ever been bad.
0: up on a stage like that, and you're trying to hear audio. It's, it's really it, tough. It's really hard. Like any time we did live shows, and, and we, you know, it wasn't a WBF sized no. room in Long Beach, but we'd have stuff play on the screen. We'd like have to turn around and keep our eye on it because. You couldn't rely on your ears first. No. Mike Quinn is a good ten seconds out of sync with his rap. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can rap and pose at the same time as well, Joe. Oh, I think or you can. Mime rap and pose. I think you can. There's very little posing going on from Mike Quinn, is what I'm saying. Right, so
1: that's the thing, okay? So he's not he's not good at posing he's not got a very good body he's just walking around he's not doing much and also he's got too many like he's relying on too many of his accessories I love a good accessory but like at one point he brings out sexy babes why
0: did they escape from an adjacent
1: prison I don't know and then he shoves their heads into his crotch and then they all start dancing
0: I think he sho- he shoves both of their heads oh
1: yeah right down like and suck it ladies he
0: looks right in the camera and he
1: sticks his Ugh! tongue out Ugh!
0: so I'm not sure it's meant to be a pg show but mighty mike quinn was definitely uh airing on the side of tv 14 to say the very very least and
1: then they all skip away yeah they frolic
0: away it's (laughs) criminal you know what he didn't run into the same issues as everyone else which is repeating the routine at the end because this guy was here to do one thing joe and that was to escape from prison and mime a rap this bodybuilding posing business is yeah. it's beneath Mighty Mike Quinn. Mm-hmm. I have to say hats off to anyone who works a bodybuilding contest heel. He yeah. did it.
1: He really I feel like he didn't try, like he didn't <laughs> care. And out of, like, all of the people on this show, like, he is one of the best, I think, as a potential, as a pro wrestler.
0: But he was easily the worst bodybuilder, right? Easily, yeah. It was so funny because the silence from Bobby Heenan was met by silence from Mr. Platt's as well, yeah. who I think the one thing he mustered up in the end was, well, say what you will, Vince, but he's very entertaining. <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to hear that. Ooh. After his routine, though, looks like we got some trouble with the law joe
1: yeah the cops come back out and then he 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 comes back and then the he bops the cops
0: both of the cops were taller than him
1: yeah could they find smaller cops maybe if they looked in the bodybuilding circuit
0: jeez yeah that's what you need to get amateur bodybuilders amateur wrestlers to do all of your background work so mighty mike quinn our first heel of the evening maybe crossover into wrestling but how did he get on with you joe
1: I've said my thoughts. I didn't like his routine mm. and I don't think his body is good enough for the Bodybuilding Federation. His hair was awful his as His hair well. was really bad but yeah. I can't take away points for the hair because he's supposed to be a psychotic criminal. So, <laughs> then why did he have plaits? I don't know. But I gave him one star. I was oh. not happy with his performance. He was not good.
0: Fucking devastating. Yeah. Uh, so we're back with Mean Gene. Who I've now established has not even glanced at the script once before this moment in he's time. He's doing the
1: crossword. He is, Has yeah. anybody got an answer for four down?
0: What's this next one then? Some sort of a, oh, it's the music gimmick. Uh, Wild child David Dirth, ladies and gentlemen. He can't help but sound great even when he's phoning it in though, mm-hmm. you know. Wild child David Dirth. He ain't here to play Joe. He's just here to fucking play guitar and be all about the music. Well, he shouldn't be because this is about bodybuilding. But he happens to be in a very successful rock band at the same time as well. And yes, he's a hit with the ladies as well, folks. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, well.
1: hmm. Well, he's not actually playing the guitar. What? And I think, you know, and if you're going to not play the guitar, you should at least learn to pretend. And he's not even pretending well. He's just holding it.
0: As a result of that, in this video where it's like, girls come to this underground cool bar to see David Durth do his stuff. But because he can't actually do the stuff at all, we kind of get these shots where it's mostly the lead singer of this band. Yeah. But you'll see like half a peck or a bit of a bicep there. So you know that he's there, but he's not the focus of the video package yeah, at all. It's
1: entirely about the band until like quite towards the end of the video package when the girls come in and start pulling all his clothes off.
0: Uh, ladies, I need those pants. Come on, not anymore. Woo! And they take all his clothes off. And he's like, well, then goodbye ladies and they're like bye and he just walks off and comes out onto the stage
1: yeah <laughs> and then he picks up a guitar and his guitar has fireworks in it
0: oh my god right now i know i've told this story on how to and i've done in the outshare podcast as well but chainsaw charlie terry funk with the the spark igniter on the chainsaw and him nearly set himself on fire mm. and how scary that was This spark guitar, which I could best describe as the final attack for a bard in Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) this gave me heart palpitations, Joe. It was so scary. This thing.
1: I think he was also scared because he only held it for a few seconds and then he immediately handed it to some roadie. It was just like and took it backstage where it continued to make fire.
0: It was basically just like a flamethrower at the end of like it was just right on the top of it. So he was holding the guitar, going running around stage, and I, I he was right near them curtains, Joe. I thought yeah. the whole thing was meant to go up in smoke. Oh, boy. That, uh yeah. He's got, he's got a look on him, though. He's got the the, the mullet, the ponytail. Mm-hmm. When he poses the ponytail, he looks a little bit like Connor Roy from Succession if he got into yeah, bodybuilding. Yeah, a little bit. But he's a handsome son of a gun. That's why he's been given the sweetheart gimmick, I think.
1: Mm. And he's got some good, elegant posing here, you know. I, I, I did like his posing, but his routine was not great. Like, it didn't really show... I think, the full extent of what he can do. And it
0: didn't match the gimmick as well, because you no. you said it was quite like Tai Chi almost. It
1: was, which is impressive.
0: You know, this guy definitely found the four woo, but mm. you know, this guy's going to be a rock and roll heavy metal guy, and I thought he'd be kind of jumping around a little bit, thrashing about. But I think that a lot of those moves... That you might like a lot of that head banging or jumping. I think that maybe that's less visually appealing to watch all the muscle just kind of jump, wobble up and down. Because we did see it sometimes when guys would be like, "Hey, check out my thigh," and they'll kind of shake it, and the muscle just goes like, and I didn't, I didn't think that would happen with muscle. I thought it would all kind of stay in place.
1: Oh no, muscle can be quite wobbly it's
0: like kind of a hard gelatin basically Mm. yeah it was uh, I learned a thing or two about the about the consistency of muscle in this performance let me tell you
1: i learned that david dearth's legs have ribs in them
0: whoa those yeah it's like striated muscle i guess is what it is Mm. but this is the thing when they're talking about skin like the skin is so thin that you can see straight through like that is the striation of the muscle like that is just it being more imposing than his skin or adipose tissue and it was mm-hmm. kind of terrifying and yeah they're all very different weight classes as well because he was a good three foot shorter than the jet man it felt like oh really i don't know like the scale of people was all over the place yeah and i think there's probably in a regular bodybuilding contest you wouldn't have this mm. i'm assuming but what do you think to the rest of his uh routine
1: it was okay. Like, the routine was not great, but I think his posing gained him a couple of points. Mm. I gave him two stars. Two stars. You know, yeah. he's, he wasn't exceptional. He was fine.
0: He had the girls come out in the end again, you know, but it was... Uh, we had a kind of few too many guys whose gimmick was they were a ladies' man. Then the gimmick, you know, the, the routine ended with a lady being like, are you done now? And they'd be like, yes. And I they'd leave together. If you're
1: going to have any kind of prop, and I include women in that, you should use them to show off your your muscles.
0: You were saying you wanted to see a, uh, someone to hold someone up or exactly. their Exactly. I
1: want to see him lift the sexy ladies.
0: There was someone who did that in, I think it was in CNA, uh, Victoria, when she was Tara. She had a gimmick where her boyfriend was this young, like, 20-something, big brother, contestant, bodybuilder dude. And he would just, like, press slam her and hold her. And she just lie there like haha my young idiot boyfriend is very strong <laughs> but that would have, like that would have been an easy fucking win here mm-hmm. right but i guess are we maybe assuming that just because these guys are very big that they are also very strong cuz i know that's a different that's a different set of skills altogether necessarily
1: yes but i do feel in my opinion that should be part of it like i'm not expecting these guys to be world strongest or anything yeah. but i feel if you look like that What's the point if you can't lift up, you know, it's not like these women were particularly big. They were probably a lot smaller than I am. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure it's not that difficult for someone of that size to pick one of them up. Like, that's, (laughs) I'm not saying they have to do massive feats of strength, but, like, you know, just a little bit so I can see their muscles, like, you know, because part of the point of posing is so that you see their muscles tensed. Yeah. And if they're doing some
0: physicality. Yeah.
1: yeah. you will also see them in in, like tense
0: that's true i was expecting there would be a lot more use of props in this than yeah. there actually ended up being there's some props at the start and at the end but usually in the routine itself it's propless mm. but i guess there's probably some arguments going on there about the uh the purity of the sport and whatnot mm. so a mixed bag so far our next competitor is this one made me laugh so fucking much because the intro for it was so high-end it was brilliant our next competitor is forged in steel, Joe, cause it's the Iron Warrior, Mike Christian and he gets the full-on foundry effect in his video package, like pouring in molten goo and like pouring into a big pot and ch- and chains and ching ching. Man, they're making a big, big boy, I'm assuming in their right? eyes.
1: Oh, they're making the boy. That's what I
0: figured they were doing. Oh, I guess
1: because, yeah, he comes out of the iron, doesn't he?
0: They do. He he breaks the mould. He comes
1: out of a box, which is,
0: you know, (laughs) obviously over. (laughs) I mean, he breaks the mould and when people say break the mould, I don't think they mean The mold opens up and a man steps out of a much bigger hole than he is.
1: That's the thing. The box opened. I mean, the box was very impressive because it was a massive box. The box opens and you see a silhouette of a very buff man. (gasps) But then he steps out and he's not that shape. In fact, he's not very buff at all.
0: He's a, I will say the most normal looking guy. He looked like, he looked like he had the body of like a sprinter or something like that. Or Mm. like an amazing track athlete. Or he was a really intense PE teacher but they literally had stevedores bring this guy out in a big iron box and Mm -hmm. like the the intro was incredible for Mm -hmm. this because they had men like working and like pulling knots pulling on chains to open him up and yeah it wasn't the most impressive specimen that walked out of the carbonite Joe no because literally when he came out Mr. Platts just went oh (laughs)
1: Yeah, apparently, and this doesn't really help matters. I don't know why they told us this information. But he came out and then said, oh, he's a bit soft, and then said, well, apparently he's been sick. And that's why he's smaller now than he was. He was in last year's competition. He's significantly smaller this year.
0: And they also said as well, he had a difficult transition to the drug-free second World Bodybuilding Federation Championship.
1: Digging a hole. Why would you
0: say that about him?
1: Because they're going to bury him six feet deep.
0: By the way, between those two major criticisms, Bobby chines in to say that this is more impressive than Cats on Broadway, the production. Yeah. So he's not got a lot going for him. Maybe he
1: just hates cats.
0: And, like, my Christian, he poses like a man who's like, he's kind of like, hey, what do you expect, folks? I'm not on the cast anymore. He has this kind of like, oh, I'm not as big as I used to be, folks, but what can you do? Let's have some fun anyway. And Vince McMahon is like, ha, ha, ha. My Christian is a... not been enjoying the greatest health recently. Ho, 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 And then
1: he pretends to be hurt as part of his routine. I thought
0: he was. Yeah, you got worked. He, he does this thing where he's like, Oh, my arm is sore. And then
1: he was like, Oh, my leg is sore. And then the routine ends. He's just like, Just kidding. Bye. He's meant
0: to be like kind of a trick. He's like a Toru Yano, this lad. He's all tricksy and yeah. makes you underestimate him. But he'll come back and he'll get in the finals some year. Mm. Just you watch. I felt so bad for my Christian because I feel... I myself am not so much of a beefcake aficionado that I would have noted him as being particularly worse than everyone else, but I did kind of go, "Oh, he's a little smaller," and then had five minutes of them go, "He's shit, isn't he?" <laughs> and then Bobby Heaton said, "Cats was bare," so yeah, I I left not thinking much about my Christian Joe. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I only gave him one star. Aww. His routine was not very good. I didn't like him pretending to be hurt. I don't I don't like that at all. He hasn't got a great body. His routine was meh. And his gimmick was even more meh, because it seemed to me like he was a blacksmith and then he was made of iron, but then he didn't look like he was made from iron. Like, I think you can get away with that if you look like Bobby Lashley, but he didn't.
0: I would have just put him back in his case yeah. and go back and reforged him, lads. Put him back in. He's not he needs done...
1: another layer.
0: He's not done yet. No. <laughs> you know what I think it was, Joe? Hmm. I think including my Christian in this gave them plausible credibility about it being a drug-free competition. Uh... Get me one of those guys with it. Give him a stomach virus. We'll wheel him out of here and then be all like, oh, I guess not everyone can be drug free in the WBF and excel. Guess some <laughs> people Struggles Pour out my Christian. Coming up next. This is one that Mean Gene was looking forward to because he started laughing when he read ahead a few lines <laughs> in the script.
1: We didn't understand why at this point. We're like, that's very confusing. And then we realised...
0: Gene's like looking up from his glasses going, oh, this material's pretty good, actually. And if only there was an audience to appreciate it. <laughs> so our next competitor never comes up short, Joe, even though he's in a world of giants. It's the giant killer, Danny Padella.
1: So we didn't quite understand this gimmick until... He came on stage, but he he starts off his video package, and it's like the singing ringing tree, which (laughs) for those who aren't familiar is a very old, quite surreal German. I think it was Swedish. I'm pretty sure it's German. German, yeah. And um, it's very low budget and very shit. And it looked like this. It looked like a kind of a panto. Yeah,
0: painted sets. Yeah. Warbly pipe music. Yeah. Him walking around with a big silly Robin Hood hat.
1: Yeah. Danny Padilla, he's very handsome. He he's is got
0: a strikingly handsome. Great
1: look. He's probably, maybe not the most handsome of all the competitors, but he's definitely in the top three. And
0: I would say he wouldn't necessarily transition into wrestling, but he no. would look like a very handsome backstage interviewer who would be with someone and, you know, make him look good.
1: I could imagine him being in wrestling, but he would be like he he'd be like um like fighting for the twenty four seven title or something like that. Like he'd, low, be, low he'd be one card. of those ones that like everyone really likes, but he never gets pushed.
0: He never gets out of the performance center. Yeah. never gets to debut on NXT no. like.
1: Or he has like a gimmick where you know he's he's called Shorty,
0: but he's he's managed to be there for ten years somehow yeah. and made four hundred grand along the way. He's nice and everyone likes him. <laughs> so
1: yeah, Danny Padilla, he comes out and he comes across a giant and then the giant is going to, like, kill him, and then he steps on the giant's foot.
0: Now, having a gimmick as the world's smallest bodybuilder is objectively shit. That mm. is such a killing blow to your credibility. It was
1: weird as well, because he didn't look... Like, as I was saying earlier, he didn't look small out of context of other people. No, but like, when you
0: keep... the like, you know, they put him beside these toy mushrooms that are like, look, he's smaller than a mushroom. did like they, they
1: were massive mushrooms. They're, they're, try, they're trying
0: to really hobbit this shit here, folks, yeah. to really make you buy but that he's super small. He was
1: so... He had a great body. Like, he was so muscular and he had great proportionality. Like he also had silhouette. charisma
0: that other guys didn't have. He yeah. smiled a lot more easily and effortlessly. But he gyrated he Joe. Did.
1: He did. He was grooving around. And, and 41 years old. 40, they kept talking about that. He's and 41 years old. Free. Drug
0: free. Drug
1: free. My issue with his routine was there was not enough posing. There was too much grooving around. There
0: was lots of like, there was lots of like, you know, eh, clapping and there was lots of waving to the audience. He hasn't
1: got the, I don't know, the essence of a bodybuilder wherein Mm. he's got that like, I think you do need an element of vanity.
0: Yeah, I feel like he was kind of like the opening contest almost. Like, he he, he was designed to be put in there definitely not to win, but he was there to, like, make, put smiles on people's mm. faces, you know? This guy was meant to be just a, the kind of, you know, hacksaw Jim and he waves, and he goes, yay! Yeah. Like, but he's not meant to be taken super-duper seriously, I don't think. No,
1: and, and we didn't really understand why he was called the giant killer until the end of his routine when he was about to walk off stage only for mean gene to stop him and say come back here
0: ah. and then we got
1: a, sp- a bit of an interview
0: head and shoulders above him joe
1: gene is taller than danny padilla he
0: apps it looked quite
1: a significant amount
0: yeah it, honestly seeing mean gene with someone that small cradled in his arms it made me look like made me think i was looking at family photo albums from when i was a little boy and my dad is holding me as a baby or something and
1: Jean was giggling and Danny oh, Padilla. No. Danny looked so upset. Like, <laughs>
0: like,
1: like he was like, like he, like he had been told this would happen but thought it was a joke.
0: And Vince is like, and he's 41 as well. <laughs> he's
1: short and old. Short
0: and old. And not a drug on him. Huh? <laughs> and it's a shame because. No one else was interviewed. No, that's not true. Well, at that point, so. No okay, did.
1: at that point, no one else had been interviewed. But yeah, and it did seem very insulting. And then the giant comes back.
0: Kills the crowd. Like any warmth that the crowd had for danny just as soon as they see the ogre costume they're like no i'd come shrek to beat up danny and
1: then like i think danny low blows him or something and he steals his hat and then danny puts on the hat and he looks like a little boy
0: oh dear god i just i i don't know what they were thinking with that i
1: feel this was just vince having a laugh like this is just vince wanting to do some joke about a short guy
0: you know what the one thing i'll say about vince and the WBF, I was genuinely very, very surprised that there wasn't a single racist gimmick here. Yeah. That like, because someone was like, you know, Hispanic background yeah, or was whatever very it was. Diverse. You know, given it's nineteen ninety two or after the heyday of the ethnic gimmicks from Vince mm-hmm. McMahon, there was nothing of that sort. So yeah. thank God at least. But that's not to say that some of these gimmicks weren't almost as cringe sing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just felt like this one was like deliberately mean. Like It just didn't need to be that his gimmick was that he beat up giants.
0: But look, it made it for a fascinating watch, folks, though, it in some did. respects. Because it was like pumping iron. Because I was watching this and I was seeing these Greek gods watching slowly their ego just
1: collapse
0: just be destroyed yeah. by Vince McMahon who was just sitting there going ha ha, ha. and it's funny because like you know you know Bret Hart and other wrestlers didn't have a lot of nice things to say about the WBF because they thought they were getting a cushy ride they were getting easy money they don't have mm-hmm. to take bumps or anything like that but hey if Vince McMahon books you into a shitty match or a shitty angle or whatever it is at least you have some sort of a you know if you're Bret Hart you can find a way to show the fans that you're impressive because mm-hmm. you can do a match or do something in the match or a move or a series of moves to capture their imagination. You have an
1: element of control there. I
0: don't think you have much leeway when all you can do is pose and do these, you know, this, that's it. You're the giant killer kid. Yeah. You can't do anything other than what we tell you to do and wave and hope that your winning smile gets you over. So, I don't know if there was much upside for these guys after the WBF folded Although all their contracts got paid out when the company went bankrupt. Mm, so. Okay. So, so Danny was well paid. He had That's a happy good. ending. There was a pot of gold at the end of his rainbow. Mm. <laughs> Poor fucker. What was your rating though for, for Danny? Danny.
1: I gave Danny three stars because, you know, I think he had a really good body. I think he had genuinely... I think he had one of the best bodies. Like, I think if you were to line up all these men and ask, like, the standard... A standard, like, straight woman, which of these men do you think has the best body? I think most people would actually say
0: that he does he's the least intimidating body, i think in many respects
1: oh i don't think that's fair no i think it was quite intimidating you yeah, know
0: but like in the sense of because he was just kind of smaller scale all around you didn't think that this man could like you know if he leaned over onto one side one of his organs might stop working you he, know
1: he just had it was a very aesthetically pleasing body like he had good proportionality and good musculature but he didn't look like disgustingly ripped yeah like he just looked like Like, he could be, like, you know, a really impressive dancer or stripper or, you know, he's a much more aesthetically pleasing bodybuilder than a lot of these, like, horrible penis men.
0: You know what, as well, I think a big reason he was there was that they were starting the weekly TV show around this time, which was Body Stars, which is hosted by by Vince McMahon and Cameo, who we see later on. And the idea of that was that it was going to be a lifestyle show where they teach you about, you know, how to look, how to work out, how to, you know, start looking after yourself, watch what you eat, how much Ico Pro to take and when. And I think Vince McMahon going over and over about him being 41 and what's possible any age, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's prepping the audience because if you're in your 40s and you're watching Body Stars, he wants you already to think, that's not a barrier for me to buy Ico Pro yeah. and get involved in this WBF lifestyle. Vince is saying, no, I'm in my 50s. I can be a bodybuilder. You in your 40s can be a bodybuilder. Doesn't matter if you're not a big guy. So I think it's just marketing. This ad's been thrown to the marketing wolves. So it's a <laughs> sacrifice we cut back to Mean Gene Oakland. One laugh. That's all I ask from you sons of bitches. Just one.
1: I'm begging.
0: Just one. Can you? Can Can you even? Can, do you want me to dance with a gobbledygook or I'll fucking do Woo! it? <laughs> Coming up next, it is a Cyborg Jim Quinn. This man, he had quite the intro package, Joe.
1: Best video package Of all time
0: Bicep Initiate bicep phase Whoa Joe are we in the Matrix Or the Terminator Because there's all sorts of data on the screen And it's all about the different cuts of beef on offer Mm -hmm. He has got The straight up Terminator gimmick And his set is so elaborate And his set is elaborate And his costuming is not elaborate He Mm does not come out in any kind of gubbins whatsoever
1: No He's supposed to be a robot but he doesn't look like a robot, really, at all.
0: He comes out of a big vial, like he's been grown in a jar of some uh, sort. Yeah, I forgot about the vial. I was hoping he was going to smash out of it like an Elimination Chamber of Podge. But instead we got the still somewhat impressive but a little bit more janky him having to turn to a very... Like trying to get a couch through a awkward door. Yeah. He had to kind of like manoeuvre himself to get out.
1: That's it. He's not a cyborg. He's the future.
0: The future Jim That's Quinn. That's his gimmick. Yeah. He's the future Jim Quinn.
1: So he's... I think the the, the the understanding I had of this was that he is what humanity will become Eventually, and the, we've evolved yeah. to perfection.
0: The Carnage cabotage, is the, the the peak of human evolution, yeah. which is why his veins have been replaced with spider webs. Mm. Vince McMahon loves this guy. He says that he reeks of muscles.
1: Mm. <laughs> he's very vascular. He's too vascular, in my opinion. But yep, he, he has some good good aspects, right? So he's got great abs, but he hasn't got very good pec muscles. So that balance is lacking okay he's not got the upper body strength that he needs but
0: maybe joe in the future our tastes change and that's what you know in 2013 you thought you wouldn't like flares anymore now you've got like two pairs of them it's the evolution of taste
1: if you've got massive shoulders and massive abs i think you do need the pec muscles because otherwise it just your silhouette when you turn to the side isn't it's lacking you look too flat.
0: <laughs> they referred to this as being, I think, because this was a bit, this was honestly the first time when we were watching. Other than maybe a little bit of the Jetman Tony as well, but that was more of just like a whoa, what? You can't believe this. This this did make me like a little upset at the end. Upset. Just like it was, it was body. It was a body that I couldn't envision and see without thinking about like it being sore to exist like that. Oh, really? It it kind of overwhelmed me a little bit. In the same way when I would look at certain comics that were drawn in the 90s and, you know, every kind of guy had his neck bulging and looked like it was about to explode and, you know, he had that Mo- like like he was on the verge of genuinely exploding. Basically, it's what they refer to here as real hardcore muscle. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for it, Joe, is what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not saying that he is disgusting or anything like that. I just think it was it was too much body for my eyes. Too much body for you. I, I couldn't handle it, Joe. It, well, it, it, took, it was like the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey, but with biceps being initiated.
1: I think you're alone there because Bobby Heenan said... I came here as a novice, but I am turned on. <laughs> this is exciting.
0: <laughs> Vincent, and Bobby are just, everyone's dancing, McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of this fucking routine, which is, I will say as well, surprisingly, and it was low key this, one of the most choreographed and well-timed hmm. because he did all of his poses to whirs and buzzes not mm-hmm. to the beat of the music but to the machinations of the set yeah which i thought was very impressive yeah
1: it was highly choreographed it very had much so very good posing we got to see a full array of his body parts under different lighting using different flexing techniques we got to see just a general good routine i think this guy was was one of the best i think plus he has a good bum which i think is underappreciated at this point in time
0: for bodybuilding absolutely still is i think to an extent i
1: think it's becoming more appreciated today
0: the glutes and muscle mcmahon get over it it is and at the end of this incredibly ostentatious over-the-top presentation that the crowd has reacted for and everyone like this feels like the first bit of true star power firing on all cylinders Mm. That this world of entertainment and that world of bodybuilding have crossed over. And then Platz just goes, yeah, his waist's a bit wide though, isn't it? Oh, Fucking hell! What? Good lord! I mean,
1: he's not wrong. His waist <laughs> is quite wide. But like... It's wide because he's got loads of muscles there. Yeah,
0: that, there's a reason for that, isn't there?
1: Like, I mean, maybe if you're gonna say that he's not balanced enough, maybe. But like, I don't know. I think just flat out saying his waist is too wide. Like, he's got big shoulders, so he's got good proportionality.
0: Well, you're you're obviously a little bit more lenient than Platz is. But give me mm. give me your rating. What do you got for the future?
1: I rated him highly. I thought he was a really good performer. I gave him four stars. Four
0: stars. Mm. He's he would up be. There. He
1: would be in my top five.
0: The next section of the contest I kind of wish that we didn't see because it made me a little bit angry and made me a bit like you should have told me this beforehand. I should have gotten this information in a pamphlet. I shouldn't see this halfway through this contest where we talk with the judge. His name is Draper and he's turned on as hell and just as scarlet in his face as Vince McMahon narrates how this contest is judged. And guess what, folks? This, what we've been watching, is the entertainment round and the judging takes place during... The two other rounds, the compulsory posing round and the symmetry round. And this explains how all of the judges gathered earlier on before there were cameras and before we had any audience or any pomp and circumstance and they decided who won. So if you're seeing a few people here who are coming out looking a bit... It's because the contest is already over. Yeah. Could you imagine the Eurovision performances if they'd already been told, "Yeah, you get no points. No, no <laughs> one, no one, no one voted for you." Now go out there and give us a few bars. Yeah. Go out there, peaches and cream. Give us some. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was um, an an interesting choice for Vincent Mann to be like, "This entire contest is superfluous, ladies and gentlemen," and that's what the WBF is all about. And Bobby Heenan does one thing here, which I thought we needed this, but it did. No one else got the memo he comes back from this video package he's like you know what i like about this vincent man i was around earlier during the symmetry contest and during the compulsory posing round and these guys they hate each other they want to they can't wait to to tear the other ones down literally every time you see these guys together they're all slapping each other in the back patting them on the bum yeah. hugging ruffling their hair yeah this is the most cooperative group of athletes i've ever seen on a vincent man show <laughs> So, our next contestant, oh, this guy, he's a little bit of a James Bond character with a European flair. It's Barry DeMay. So, Barry DeMay, he's.
1: He is James Bond, basically. He's in a suit. He's in a casino. Oh, yeah. I should say as well. They get a point for being in a suit.
0: Okay. Yeah. This you big Cesaro vibes just from the gimmick, not necessarily yeah. how he looked or sounded.
1: But he's he's in this casino and he's he's playing some gambling game, and a booby <laughs> lady comes in and she's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "The name's De Okay, you're Barry Deme. You're
0: giving these guys a lot more charisma, both the, the man and the woman here, because they were like. Hello, uh, do you like to uh, make out with me? Anyway, yes, just let me finish my gambling first because I'm the gambler, Barry Dumais. They were so wooden. But obviously he was wooden because, you know, he was there for his body and she was picked as well for this role because her, they, body. her body, specifically <laughs> her cleavage, which had to be big enough to hold the biggest hotel room key I ever did see.
1: It's like Jojo going <laughs> Stone Ocean. <laughs> i hide it in my breast
0: He's so big joe it was like a rasp for a key and a truck stop in yeah. the fucking america or something like that no one's <laughs> stealing this no he was basically like a muscled up milk tray man this guy yeah
1: for sure because
0: they go back to the room it's all moody lighting they're... yeah they
1: go to a hotel room and they start slow dancing sensual and then she starts undressing him and then once he's undressed he's just like be right back and then he leaves and he arrives on stage yeah. in his pants.
0: But he comes through a hotel room door. <laughs> he gives her a little kiss. He's like, be right back, like baby. Panto. And he comes through and everyone's like,
1: ooh, there's the nudie lady behind that door. And just like, the timing of that is very odd though. Because like, he was about to have sex with the booby lady. And now he's here to pose.
0: I'm surprised we didn't hear the hustle and bustle of a hotel casino in the backstage yeah. area. It's right near the pump room. Uh, Bobby Hayden goes... McMahon, I better go check on her and make sure she's okay. And Vince is like, "Ha ha ha! No, Bobby, you're staying right here. <laughs> Stop trying to leave, Bobby. We've been through this. Absolutely not. He has not got the voice, but this is not about the voice. It's about you know, it's about the 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 ambiance that he creates, and he does have. A little bit of that milk tray magic when he comes through the door. He's got a sensuality to him. The ladies were whooping, and this was our first whoop of the night. Mm -hmm. Other than whoops that came from you, I should say, at that point.
1: (laughs) He's got calf
0: abs. I was going to call it calf cleavage.
1: No, it's abs because there were more than just two.
0: Oh, was this the one where they were like, it's like ravioli, McMahon? (laughs) Fucking disgusted. Don't say that. (laughs) I "I don't like that. Yeah, he was big into grabbing parts of his body and being like, dig this, and he would just shake it about like it's a jellyfish or something.
1: He did a bit of that, but he didn't do loads. I didn't like that. No, I didn't like that. But I did like the other stuff that he did in his routine. Like, just generally he kept the character quite well like he did a good amount of different posing that was kind of like a little bit james bondish
0: vaguely there is a point though and this is where he he went you know i'm not scoring him here but for me he he lost my fandom where he was i thought at the peak of his pose and then he literally walked off the stage and you could see a stage and I'd go no 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 no. there's like 90 seconds still to go and he's like oh okay and he just kind of did it all over again like he literally was pushed back out onto the stage and it's like if you're leaving you're going back to the hot bay, go through the hotel room door.
1: So that was a bit confusing because yeah, he did eventually go back to the hotel room, but not before Mean Jean pulled him over to talk to him. And we got to see that Mean Jean was only a little bit taller than than, than him. Barry. Um, Bar- Denae.
0: Barry Denae, like Mean Jean could get an interview out of anyone, but a lot of these bodybuilders, they struggle, I think, just to be a character and to mm. speak in that character's voice. But also as well, I think, you know, it's it's an art and I would in wrestling as well, I would say be very careful about who you stick the microphone on right after a, a match or whatever. And this lad he's out of breath and he he's, is. He's, he's sucking wind. I he's don't know. That that lady ain't gonna be getting much action when he comes back <laughs> there because he's fucking blown he's up. Gassed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he can't speak English super well, so it's an odd choice to pick him for an interview because they don't do it to everyone. It, he doesn't he doesn't have great elocution i think
0: vince was like he's got an accent he's foreign Mm. he's european it's 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 interesting it's james you know james bond (laughs) the famous european not anymore not since not since we took back control he's english again (laughs) he is so he goes back through the magic hotel room door and other than
1: it gets so weird
0: yeah there were some stark reminders you know earlier on with the gunplay and whatnot that we were in 1992 and vince McMahon has got different tastes This vignette ends not how you think it does. It's like they got the secret hidden ending on an FMV game or something. So
1: they go back and instead of having sex immediately, they share a drink. And as she's pouring the drinks, she has a special ornate ring. Ooh. And in the ring, it comes off and there's powder inside. <gasps> and she spikes his drink.
0: She spikes his bubbly.
1: And then she hands him the drink. And he's like, Mm-mm, I'm taking that other drink. And then she looks really scared. She's and- like, oh
0: no, I'm going to have to drink drugs. Yeah,
1: and that's where it
0: ends. And not before we cut back to Vince McMahon going, Hey, I thought we were drug free. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that was the tables being turned there. Mm. That was what the fuck was that? I'm So
1: confused.
0: Yeah that 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 was um not an aspect of James Bond I thought we needed to to, to go into. Let's just say. So yeah. Um, okay, Barry Jumei, ladies and gentlemen, how was his um his his routine overall? What's his score for you? I mean, keeping keep in mind the classless nature of how his milk tray man vignette ended.
1: I mean, I, I quite liked the character work, to be honest. I I thought it was quite consistent, even if it was a bit weird. Like the fact that it was supposed to be James Bond, I just kind of forgot about. And yeah, and said it was some other knockoff James Bond. Yeah, character. that's what it
0: was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I liked the routine. I thought the routine was good. It was very unique. Like mm-hmm. it was a lot more entertaining than other routines we had seen. And he has a great body. So I gave him four stars. Four stars. He, he would also be in my top five.
0: I'm just saying so far, the stars of the WBF have been living up to their moniker. Because you've been rating them mostly highly. I mean, there's been a few duds, but it feels like there have been enough stars of the WBF that makes me think that this was somewhat viable. Oh, you yeah. Know? Definitely. There's, Particularly in the 90s. Coming up next, it's the Dark Angel, Aaron Baker. He was one of the marquee names at the start. He's got a superhero gimmick. And he is right out the pages of a 90s comic. This guy is an absurd body shape and then some. He is very, like, I think he's taller than a lot of the other guys. but he? He he has, like, a length to him. He's a lot leaner, I think.
1: He came out. So, first of all, his video package was just comic books. yes, But, like, custom drawn. So... I think it, you know, it's it's not ideal because we didn't get to see his beefy body, but it was very unique and it was very like well done. I think
0: his actual costume was the coolest his one.
1: Costume was by far the coolest. He came Someone out. Someone
0: like, should have that like
1: massive spiky shoulder. Yeah, blades, he had a cape. He had a cape, mask. It was yeah. really
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, and it
1: really showed off his amazing silhouette. Like he really does look like one of those is it what rob lee feels? yes like the, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah ridiculous proportions
0: unbelievably so it was it was straight out of like mcfarlane or something like that mm-hmm. this there was the over the top and you know unlike the previous guy where i kind of felt like i was overwhelmed and i got a bit like shook by it i wrote down here his body is plausibly human despite its insane shape yeah there was something about it that seemed like it was a little uncanny valley i guess like it felt like he wasn't actually real like he was a Uh, an uh, unreal engine 5 construct or something Mm. like that but he had the x factor because he had a great smile and he knew how to work the crowd and he didn't have an ounce of nerves on him either Mm -mm. a lot of the other people felt like they were nervous as heck Mm. but also i thought that the superhero-ness once he took off the the outfit he was just himself was he i don't think he was playing a superhero character in the routine I didn't get that there wasn't any biffing and bopping he didn't take out any bad guys or anything like that Well, we
1: don't know what his gimmick as the superhero is
0: he's just a dark defender that was yeah. kind of like a Batman thing they were saying
1: well you
0: know, he jumps down and stops muggers and, mm. and would-be street crime enthusiasts.
1: Look, I loved this guy. I thought he was amazing. I think this guy was my absolute favourite. Like, his back was impressive. Oh, yeah.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: He had fantastic muscles. His legs were lovely. Like, really great shaped legs.
0: There's this thing he can do with his back where he just kind of tenses his back up and he makes all these, like, divots appear in it or something like that. Mm. Like, he makes a crazy golf course appear in his back mm. or something such, like, with holes and everything. And mm. it was... It was something else, you know. I think it was symmetrical. I think so. <laughs> I did have my ruler with me.
1: But yeah, his legs were really nice and I think too many of the competitors that we saw, their legs were just like very muscular, with no thought about the shape to them and you know how appealing it is to see them. And this guy has lovely legs. Like he had nice small knees but very muscular (laughs) nice small knees he did he had nice small but like strong looking knees but like he had good strong thick thighs and good strong thick calves but he didn't just look like you know they were not just tree trunks all the way down there was shape to them
0: you know what he was also doing the macho man he was on the tippity toes for a lot of it. but he had he had grace like macho man a
1: lot of elegance a lot of grace and he had little feet which I really appreciate ah. because generally the competitors all had massive feet, and I think that that gives you a bit of an advantage. I think if you have big feet because you can stand more easily and carry your weight. Whereas he he was a little bit unsteady on his feet at the start, but then he brought it back. And honestly, I think this guy had it all. Like- I, I thought
0: he could have easily, out of all the people we've seen, he's the guy I thought you could have strapped a singlet on, give him some face paint. Yeah. He could like my my bench for this. Having us done the episode, is could they have been the ultimate warrior? You know, could could they have been molded by Vince McMahon to be that version of the character that he wanted and not go insane? I thought this guy could have been an Ultimate Warrior for sure. Mm-hmm. He had the X factor and he had the presence about him, and he had an insane body as well.
1: Kevin's aiming low.
0: i maybe mean, <laughs> but like that's the most successful bodybuilder into a wrestling yeah. pivot, I guess. Yeah. You know, or get that in the Road Warriors, John Cena as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I thought he he had he had what Vince McMahon was after because Vince loved this guy and then some.
1: Yeah, well, I loved this guy too. He had the best posing, amazing flexibility. Like, he actually showed off his flexibility unlike a lot of guys who I think didn't really have any. And his routine was really, really good as well. I gave him five stars.
0: Oh!
1: Top, top tier. Top of the hunks. Absolute star. I loved him. He was so good.
0: Aaron Baker in the house is five stars. Well, Joe, it's 1992. And the hole in the ozone layer isn't the only thing people like me and you have to worry about when we go to the beach because our next competitor is the beach bully, it's the Zook! Everyone hates the Zook! This guy, he's he's introduced as a beach bully. But then we find out quite quickly on that he's actually a lifeguard. Hmm. Which, for me, I'm just, I'm drowning then, aren't I? Because this guy's gonna like he's only going to save me if he can kick my sandcastle down in front of me. And if I haven't got a sandcastle, he's just going to let me flounder out at sea because I'm not a hot babe. Hmm. I didn't quite get what they were going for. It was like Heal Baywatch, I think.
1: I don't know. So <laughs> this guy is Zook Troy Zucalotto, And yeah, supposedly he is a lifeguard. Although, we, we see someone drowning, a sexy babe. And just some other small guy went out and saved her from drowning, dragged her out, and then Zook gets up and starts performing mouth-to-mouth on her. And she wakes up and she's like, how can I ever repay you? And he l- winks at the audience.
0: And Vince is like, I think that Zook knows how she'll repay him. Oh, so my.
1: He didn't actually save her, really. No, he did the other guy.
0: And also, I, I would... Think I'm 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 just thinking about Rocky Three because Rocky Three he he tries to do swimming and they're like oh he needs to 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 trim down because Rocky's so muscular he sinks like a rock and it's really hard for him to keep afloat, and zook even though he's on the smaller side of our competitors here tonight. You know, high tide. I'm not sure I want Zook running out there to save me. I think we need to send someone else out to get the both of us.
1: I don't know. Have you seen Michael Phelps? He's fucking
0: huge. Do you think Phelps could save Zook? He's
1: ripped. I don't know. I mean,
0: I, as someone who was trapped at sea and fell off overboard, that to be literally had to be saved by a fishing boat. Maybe we need to come and get a net to get me and Zook out of the water. Yeah,
1: that's funny that we were both saved out at sea by little old men.
0: Yeah, mine had no hands. Oh, I'm <laughs>
1: pretty sure mine had one eye.
0: Wow! Mine was German. Mine was Scottish. Oh, wow. Well, my German and your Scottish got us out of those uh, situations, <laughs> respectively. Also, as well, the reason why I don't think the Zook was going to run out into the water, he was wearing a Rolex during his skits. <laughs>
1: yeah! Maybe that's why he didn't to rescue her
0: yeah And i'm gonna say it right now because he's a beach bully even though he did absolutely nothing and said nothing in that package fuck you zook i hate bullies mm. yeah beach bullies are the worst because sand in your eye is the worst thing in the world and he should be sent in prison for doing that ever well he didn't do that but okay also a different lady comes out with him because yeah. same bikini different lady Different
1: lady We who cares the bikini is what is important obviously it was a nice bikini i'll, nice I'll bikini, say bikini, yeah, yeah yeah so he's got small legs and he was sick two weeks ago with an intestinal virus. It's the first thing they say. The first thing they say. So and that's why he's too soft in the words of Tom Platt.
0: Oh, they, this starts off as like, right, everyone, let's so we know, let's be nice to the zoo because he had an intestinal virus. Okay. All right. It became a dog pile immediately. Once Bobby Heenan realized that the two of them were making fun of him, he's like, oh, he's soft, is he? Heenan was in there going, "Yeah, this guy I saw him. He was he was eating enchiladas down in the strip." Like, <laughs>
1: you got Vince McMahon going, "What's an enchilada?"
0: It's delicious and fattening, and it's what you eat if you're the Zook and you don't care about bodybuilding anymore.
1: I like the idea in my head. Vince McMahon has just like a an absolute cultural blind spot for like mexican culture yeah and he just like anything remotely mexican he just it just he can be told it and then it will just he'll forget it again
0: yeah if you want vincent man to stop eating steak wraps call him fajitas he'll hate it what's that (laughs) i don't want it i'll just say you'll just eat protein bars from now on that's fine (laughs) this was so bad because i genuinely, joe i couldn't tell that there was anything wrong with with the zook's body he looked perfectly like if you asked me to to envision a bodybuilder in my mind yeah. with a flat top, I would have probably thought the Zook. And apparently, his body is shameful and should be shunned.
1: It was a bit embarrassing because you had a lot of Tom Platt's going. He's too soft. He's too soft. He and hated then, him. Then you had a voiceover as part of the routine, oh, yeah, which was all I was sync again, which he was miming along to. Where he went so soft. Can you show me something harder? And it's like, he's like, it felt like he was making fun of himself yeah, because he, he is, was so soft.
0: Yeah, and that's the bit where it turns with him, it ends with him turning and going, shut up McMahon, implying that the lady asking for something different was him viewing it as Vince calling himself. Oh,
1: wait, no, there was actually a clip of Vince talking as yeah, part of Yeah,
0: yeah. That's so strange. So, so bad. Like, they, they tried to work it in and... It it really didn't it it no. could there, there's not enough space to put mics on these guys because they're oiled up hunks and you can't there's do it. There's to
1: clip them. You
0: need you need <laughs> to have You need to have like me and Gene come in and put a mic on them while they're in the middle of posing and be like, "Shut up, McMahon!" Yeah, yeah. It was um it was undignified because mm. at the end he looked down at his feet, he gave a little thumbs up, put his hands on his hips, and literally walked off like fucking Charlie Brown. Yeah. It was. The saddest bodybuilder I'd seen since Mm. that guy running laps in... Telling the story of running laps on his prom night in Pumping Iron. Mm. It it, it ran the whole spectrum of human emotion, this. I didn't expect to be feeling, like, shame and and, and hurt on this guy's behalf.
1: I thought you'd like it because he's a bully.
0: I know, but Jesus Christ, he was like... He barely did anything wrong in the first place. Yeah. I mean, if they said that he caused the hole of the ozone layer, maybe from kicking sand in it all the time, well, yeah, this is you earned this.
1: I think part of the problem is that the judges have too much of a knowledge about what they previously looked like. And obviously this guy must have been huge once upon a time.
0: That was it. I think they're judging him to past zoo aren't they? That's
1: not fair. You shouldn't do that. You should be judging him based on, you know, I don't know, the, the c- competitors in the lineup, right? That's true. Yeah. more fair. There was
0: something very undignified happened at the end though which was he got a wedgie and he had to pull it ah! out. An
1: and he did it while he was facing away from, yeah. from the stage so he was facing towards, his bomb was facing the cameras and yeah. the crowd and, he, dun, 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 and then
0: he dun, untucked dun, dun, his wedgie dun. and the
1: camera goes right in on it.
0: Imagine if Charlie Brown had his finger twisted around his tidy whities <laughs> and he's walking away. You would have thought he was a <laughs> fucking loser wouldn't you? Yeah. You would have pulled the football away from that jabroni, huh? Mm. So um, I... I not that this guy even had a chance in hell, mm. because it felt like this was literally like conspired around him to make as much fun of him as possible. But how did the Zook do here? Truly the uh, the, the jobber of this entire affair. So how did he do?
1: Not great. He, oh. he has no charisma, which is a real down point for me, because I think that is quite important. You need and... to be
0: charismatic to poke fun of yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he also didn't have great posing. Like, he just didn't seem very confident. No. And he wasn't showing off, like, the full range of what he could do. I gave him one and a half
0: star. Oh, you're good to give him the half star. The
1: half was mostly for... I liked the gimmick, you know? Yeah, I felt so sorry for him yeah, at the end. Yeah, I felt end. sorry for him as
0: well. <laughs> this next character is... I'm thinking is meant to be or equivalent of The Undertaker. Because he's treated with great reverence and mystery. He's a big kid and the whole world's in his hand because he has got a... He's, he's, he's got a rocket strapped to him. I think he's meant to be the next big thing. I'm talking about the Executioner, Johnny Morant. And the Executioner, which was a gimmick in the WWF as well in the 90s, and you know, wearing the Executioner hood, it could have well been the exact same Executioner hood. But much like, the, much like Major Guns at the start, this has got a pretty violent preamble before we get into the posing, Joe.
1: Yeah, so... There's some kind of villain and he's torturing people. But then the hero, the executioner, comes in with his massive axe. And the executioner, it's worth pointing out, is black. Yep. And so we get a comment from Bobby Heenan when he comes in. Yeah, Bo
0: Bobby here.
1: Guess who's coming to dinner at David Duke's house?
0: I mean, it will avail the things to say when you see probably the largest man in this contest by some stretch who happens to be black and he's got a very large battle axe that's double-sided. It was a nice image, him showing up to David Duke's house. Yeah, I
1: would... I'd like to see, like, a like a schlocky horror movie about just this. Yeah, picking this up guy. his house
0: and chopping it up into little pieces. Yeah. Now, the problem is, because the executioner is so large, and he, this guy just... He, he is phenomenally long and wide and deep. He frees the people from the torture devices using his axe mm. and then the guy he was torturing people who's like this kind of hairy bold heavyset guy in a leather in a leather smock and he's in the corner going like no no please executioner and vince mcmahon is like get him executioner kill him kill him kill him and they
1: have like this mock stage fight thing and he just
0: hits him with the axe and like he's he kills him and vince goes
1: yeah vince would fucking love panto can you imagine <laughs> Look behind you! Yeah, kill him!
0: Kill him! Yes, he did it! He killed him! Yay! So funny. Again, the audience weren't really ready to see this. They got shook into a bit of silence here again.
1: The commentators mentioned that apparently... This guy is usually very funny off stage. Oh,
0: really? He, did. he seemed very serious. Very serious, yeah. I thought he seemed like pissed off. I thought something went wrong for him because he had this look on his face like, mm. damn it, the whole goddamn time. Well, I
1: think it's because he didn't get picked in the final five.
0: Uh, and oh, he already knows probably at this yeah, point. Yeah, he already knows. Didn't...
1: And also, as you mentioned at the beginning, like he, he was billed as being one of the top main events.
0: Yeah, he was a marquee name. Marquee name, yeah. The, pose, it's, the posing itself, Joe, it was marred by an unfortunate incident and we mentioned it in the last guy with the zoo, he mm. did it when he walked off. But mid-pose, we got an untuck of the briefs. The wedgie, yeah. It was distracting and it was to camera and it was noticed.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they keep turning to the camera to do this. Are they thinking it will get them points?
0: I don't know. I, I, you know we've all been there, folks. Mm. You know, I've I spent many years in, in long, long boxers thinking that I was going to you know, some someday be settled and be able to walk and not get in those situations. And I just had to change the pants I was wearing. And I'm better for it. I don't have to untuck anymore. But my God, this guy here had some tucking issues. Yeah. It's going to happen when you've got, I don't know, body parts like that.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I guess.
0: He he also looked exhausted by doing his routine at the end. Like, Mm. he had to do a little bit of rolling around and swinging the axe and all that. It was maybe a bit too much posing and and moving for him. I
1: think he needed to work on his cardio.
0: Yeah, he didn't have the gas tank on him to Mm. do this.
1: But he did good posing. Yeah. But it was very repetitive. It was like, Mm. I think he'd he'd gone for kind of quality over quantity and I think that that harmed him a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think the 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 impressiveness of how he looked could not be matched by what he opted to do to Mm. show off. He was more impressive in still images than he was in motion, I think. Mm. So how many stars does the executioner get? Keeping in mind, Joe, that he did make sure there's one less torture in the world. It basically, he murdered the guy from the start of the piracy warnings on DVDs. And I, for all, was happy to see him finally mm. get his. Yeah. And David Duke possibly get his as well.
1: Maybe. I gave him two stars. One for the good posing and one for the good body.
0: <laughs> you got to do more, folks. If you want to you get them top star ratings, you got to do more. And speaking of stars... This is what it's all about. It's the, the
1: main fucking event. It's what we're all here for. It's the
0: world champion of the World Bodybuilding Federation. The undefeated and unprecedented, I don't know, Gary Stridex or whatever you call him. Some muscle guy posing. It's Gary Striden. brackets. Wow. wow. This guy is the Hulk Hogan, the Bret Hart. And he's, he's everything for this company. He is the spokesperson and he's also the role model Joe as well. Did you know that Gary Stridham was too legit to quit?
1: I didn't know that, no. Did you know? his catchphrase, isn't it? (laughs)
0: Did you know that he was solving Los Angeles' gang problem as well? Really? Yeah, he was going around in his car, wearing very little, and going up to guys in gangs being like, you want to get big like me? Well,
1: I don't know that they were in gangs, but they were youths. They were youths. They were troubled youths on the street, and they were talking to him and offering him drugs, and he was like, I don't need drugs. What? But they're great, Gary Stridham. I get high on life.
0: Whoa! And he's too legit to quit from being high on the drug mm-hmm. that is life. life. So what is his secret? Like, why why is he so big then? Like, what's so, what's so different about Gary stridham What's the X factor? What do you mean? I mean, like, what? Why is Gary stridham picked above all these other guys to be this the figurehead? Because he wasn't the best talker of the bunch, Joe. No, but
1: you. He- pretty good. Like the segment he had the segment he had with the kids, like he was just talking to the kids and like kind of impressing them. And it was a bit nineties cliche crap cheesy shit. But yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like for the time it was probably pretty good actually. And the kids were like authentic looking and the kids were quite good actors as well. And we had a bit of beef in the video package. That's good. And he came out in a suit.
0: also very good. We got to see like a little montage of him being successful. Yep. So successful it was borderline heel. The best bit was like the real Alan Partridge shot of him in his, his car. car. Doing a little thumbs up like. And he looks so silly because he was so big. It was yeah. like. Like he was driving the scale or something. <laughs> so yeah he comes out. And the crowd reacts like they're seeing the big fucking star. Well, He's Hulk the, Hogan. Yeah he gets the reaction yeah. here. And then some.
1: And you can see why. Like he is, he he's got like star quality. Like Aaron Baker was it my favorite? Mm. He had star quality. He had charisma, but he didn't have quite the same level of confidence that obviously just comes with being successful at what you do.
0: Do you think a element of this is simply you know because we have commentators here who are very knowledgeable. Or at least two of them are very knowledgeable about it, and they know his his history and all that. So they they put him over like no one else Mm. like he is immediately compared to arnold schwarzenegger by platts and he says that he's like arnold schwarzenegger not just in how he looks but in the way that he can command the crowd he can make the audience do what he wants with his body is a quote that Mm. we get which is like you know that's that's big praise indeed to say that he doesn't just have the body but the intangible quality that Arnold Schwarzenegger does I mean for me I would have been comparing you know from guy one onwards them all to Arnold Schwarzenegger because they were all big and vaguely charismatic yeah
1: they're bodybuilders and he's the best bodybuilder of all time yeah
0: <laughs> Vince, I would. Vince is a little bit disappointed though because he's like ha ha Gary's not quite as big as we've seen him in some other <laughs> contests <laughs> but still though his body looks like it has saran wrap on it not skin mm. that's a compliment yeah that's a good thing apparently oh i don't want that yeah i don't want that either he has a mind bit as well did you
1: did you get that the worst lip sync known to man i think it was the worst of the entire contest yeah it was fully out of sync
0: do you still like me i couldn't i couldn't pick up what his accent was meant to be no was he like jersey or something like that maybe a little bit i'm
1: terrible with that area of america in terms of accents i thought maybe it was bronx or new jersey or (laughs) something i don't know
0: i think he had reached the point of his muscularity was so much that i couldn't understand him clearly yeah like he did sound a little bit like jean-claude van damme as well Yeah, a little bit he had that but yeah the hyperbole here most of it they're talking about his skin um no skin on top of that at all no skin here barely any skin on him at all mcmahon i I don't get it. I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. No. It's the largest organ in the body, don't you know? Yeah,
1: you need that skin.
0: Imagine following fucking Stridum in any contest, though, if this is the pomp and circumstance no, he's you getting. you don't
1: have to. He's lost.
0: He's, yeah, but I mean, I wonder if like in the other rounds he gets put in last as well, or if he gets mixed in with everyone else. Mm. So what do you think of his actual routine?
1: So, I I very much liked Gary Stridham. I think he has a very impressive waist-to-shoulder ratio, which is important. He has a good smile, which I think (laughs) a lot of the other competitors didn't use enough. You know, some of them were quite smiley, but he... He shone. Yeah. He had this charisma that just shone out into the whole crowd. He has that projection that you need as a performer, I think. I
0: think it's the peace of knowing that you're the best bodybuilder in the room full of bodybuilders. Yeah,
1: or like the confidence of knowing that everyone is here to see you.
0: Yeah, I think everyone else you could see there was at least a little bit behind the eyes of petrified fear. Yeah, There was none of that here with Gary, no, he for was sure.
1: totally confident. Also, he had the best bum... Of everyone, <laughs> everyone who we saw today. Why is it
0: the best bum though, Joe? What is it? Is it the biggest? Is it is it the most pert? What's going on? It
1: was both the biggest and the most pert. And I think with bodybuilding, when you're gaining that much muscle, you should have quite a big bum because it's a mus it's a big muscle group, and I think it can very much add balance to your body shape.
0: Makes the waist seem smaller as well, which it's we know. The waist seems smaller, we yeah. know that they like that a lot. They've been going on about that.
1: And. Obviously, if you've got big, strong glutes, that will help you with the the lowering of your center of gravity, your body weight, without unsteadying yourself. So I think that's it's another important thing to, to have good strength there. He had high vascularity, which I don't like personally, but I do think he pulled it off. I don't think he was he had such a low body fat percentage that he looked disgusting like
0: you mean that like John Cena level like yeah, where he can, yeah 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 he definitely didn't have that but I, he
1: had an element of penisness yeah that he he did made him look like a proper bodybuilder
0: but I will say it was somewhat you know it was genuinely impressive to see this guy when a crowd was as dead as it was Mm. and you know the crowd did come to life for some of the routines but generally speaking this was one of the worst crowds we've seen for anything on pay-per-view classic ever but to see people go into full-on like literally stood out with their seats swinging stuff over their head like they went into a state of mania because of this guy Mm. and it was amazing to see that even with all of the stuff that Vincent man did to change this from bodybuilding that this purity of it where a big man came out and went to look how big i am and people were just enraptured by it after seeing countless other examples of it of arguably you know more unique body shapes i guess but there was something about gary he, had, he, he was they called me. they call him a total package
1: he is that's yeah. lex
0: luger's moniker but i think gary deserved it a little bit more here tonight
1: i think his routine was pretty good but he's not perfect in my opinion he doesn't get the full 5 stars well, for me bad
0: mime first of all
1: well i don't think that could be helped because i think that was part of the you know the sound issues but he walks like he has a pole up his ass <laughs> He hasn't got very good <laughs> elegance, and he doesn't have the showmanship or the mobility needed, I think, to be a top five out of five total total package. Sorry, is
0: anyone else imagining Joe like being like kind of the the stage director for a bodybuilding show and like having you know the script in her ha- in her hand and the tail over her shoulder and going up to the guys being like, "You're walking like you got a stick up your ass. You need to slow down."
1: It's just like you know some of the other competitors; they would stride with confidence and casualty that just. Makes made them like just seem very cool he hasn't got a cool factor to him
0: fair no that's true and i think if you're always a top guy no more than wrestling it is difficult to have the element of cool when your gimmick is i'm the best and everyone likes me i
1: don't know i you don't think, think, think so i think i think he'd probably have a better chance than some but i think he's just got so much muscle mass and he hasn't worked on his mobility and his flexibility that his body just can't move in a very elegant way. He just moves very immobily
0: Feels like this guy's not getting five stars, Joe.
1: He's not. I've already said he's not getting five stars. So he's what's getting, he getting? He's getting four and a half.
0: Four and a half. Ooh. Gary Stridham, not quite as big as he was last year. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I just think his, there's more to it than just being very big and muscly and having good charisma. You know, There, I'm. to me, there is the element of mobility and flexibility and posture.
0: And look, there's more to the WBF as well than just posing and flexing as well, because it's about something else, which is skits. And even though Lex Luger can't be here tonight, we're going to show his skit anyway, which was a remarkable presentation at showing someone who's meant to be much better at this than everyone else, and honestly, struggling. He had. He was meant to be Mr. Character. You know, he's this guy who'd been working with Sting and the Four Horsemen, was world champion in WCW and the NWA, groomed since the eighties, and he can barely cut a fucking promo about him being a successful bodybuilder and entertainer and businessman, which he actually is. He was so bad at this, Lex Luger. Yeah. I was really hoping that this was going to lead to him being like, nothing's going to stop me from doing my pose off. Gary He's going to rip off the bandages and get the pose down in the ICU, brother. But we didn't get that. We just got his video package and then him saying, yeah, I I actually can't be there. Mm. I'm convalescing.
1: (laughs) And in his video package, he was naked. He was touching his dick. He was covered in sports equipment, but like all of the sports equipment, he was in a suit.
0: He was like crap Mr. Perfect, Joe. Let me me tell you, that's all it was. He didn't have any of the... And his voice is different every time he speaks.
1: And at one point he was put on the cover of Time magazine and that just cut a bit too close to the type of people we see on time magazine i wouldn't actually get surprised you know if in this dark cursed timeline lex luger gets on the cover of time
0: yeah jesus christ i'm sure it's worse time magazine or playgirl for the total package but we come back to me and jean going yes lex luger and i'm sure it would have been interesting to see him pose Hmm. but we're not seeing that here tonight folks so there you go
1: apparently the other competitors are currently backstage in what is referred to as the pump room (laughs) Which sounds like a room for mothers to breastfeed their children. Know,
0: it sounds like something you have to go in Bioshock to open up the next area. You have to go to the pump room first. Wow.
1: <laughs> Typical man. Typical
0: awesome. man want to unlock more areas in, in Bioshock mm. as opposed to, to, to feeding the young. The pump room, which was a special area for them just to get, you know, the last lot we've seen this pumping iron. They all get ready mm-hmm. like right beforehand. The last little bit of exercise mm-hmm. to get the the blood flowing to the to the veins and the vasculature. Get everyone get the pump on. Get everything, get everything rev- revved up. Pretty much everyone knows already who's going through because mm-hmm. you can see there's a few people with smiles and there's a few people who are looking at their shoes.
1: Yeah.
0: So we have our five competitors who are going through to the finals: Dark Angel, The Wild Child, Barry Jemay. Robo Jim Quinn and Gary Stridham. Wow. And I'm thinking, other than Wild Childs, I'm thinking most of these guys are people you actually sco- scored really highly. I think yeah. these are all four stars or above, and your five yeah. stars in there as well.
1: Yeah, other than Wild Child, who I think got like a two or 1.5.
0: I see. And I think Tony. Uh, the Jetman,
1: Jetman, yeah,
0: Jetman was that was was left from the wayside here. Vince McMahon, mm. he's adamant. He's like, I can't believe the Jetman didn't go through. That's
1: disgusting. How me and Vince have exactly the same taste in bodybuilders. It's so
0: fucking funny. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Here we are. We're trying to maybe just move a little way because I'll be frank, folks. I was a little bit concerned about Joe's Vince McMahon fandom recently. And I thought let us just move away to something that will definitely make her think less of Vince McMahon. This cattle mart that we got going on over here, and no. here she is in perfect alignment with the chairman over here mm. good lord almighty joe mm. best thing here is that we interviewed the losers yeah. oh the losers were so fucking upset they're like so why didn't you win um well i i had an intestinal disease yeah two weeks know.
1: ago i was in hospital
0: well i guess so enchilada is too much ha 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 mm. mighty mike quinn tries to kind of you know put a little bit of salt and pepper on it, but his voice completely betrays me. He's like, I'm coming back next year, Daddy (laughs) And yeah, they all just stood there and of course the giant killer, with his gimmick, being that he's the smallest bodybuilder, and also not being the final five, being surrounded by everyone towering above him, including me and Gene. He's like a little boy who got lost and all these large men have to it's like five large men and a little baby. Mm. It's not So yeah, I don't know how much entertainment factor there was here in this. I I was expecting them to be like ah the only reason gary Strider won this is because he's Vince mcmahon's boy toy mm. you be gone and you know i thought they'd be all fired up but no everyone's too respectful everyone's everyone appreciates each other too much
1: i think they're all just too nervous at talking because yeah. that's not it's not a skill that's needed in bodybuilding it's not like pageantry where you have to talk it's you don't have to talk
0: they literally go to your man mike christian and go new policy didn't work out very well then for you did it, mike
1: Bit hard, isn't it? Off
0: bit, the juice. Bit small, is it? It's oh. aren't you? Oh, it's, it's a shame God gave you so little, you know, isn't mm. it? Ah, well, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe. Hey, who knows? Maybe he's, this.
1: Danny, he's 41. There's always time.
0: <laughs> hey, maybe this trial will get completely topsy turvy. We'll come out endorsing steroids. You know? <laughs> who knows? It could be a golden age. Broken, fragile men. Danny is morose. But he doesn't stop
1: smiling.
0: No. He doesn't stop smiling. Doesn't smiling, smiling, but his eyes certainly stopped smiling a long time ago, Joe. The twinkle Mm -hmm. is well and truly gone. And the five final men have to come out for the final pose off. Although I believe this is not to be scored. They are already, already have been scored. This is on earlier.
1: Yeah, this is just part of like the encore. This yeah. is Vince McMahon understanding what makes a good show. You want to see this at the end.
0: They all come up on this wide lift from the bottom of the stage.
1: They emerge from the floor. like Was it the like, The Undertaker used to do?
0: Yeah, Taker used to do that. Loads of wrestlers have had that. Like The Gangrel and the Brood used mm. to do that as well. They could have lit the fire around that. All the beefcakes come up. But its it was very interesting because you give five guys a blank canvas to try and pose off. And they're meant to be, you know, being entertaining here. Mm-hmm fucking Gary Stridham they're coming up the lift and he's already he's doing push-ups on the lift before they're even up he's already posing Joe now I
1: know you thought that was good I didn't think that was good because it meant that you saw him last and I think instead it's Jim Quinn who should get the points from emerging from the floor because he stood sideways Ah. everyone stood front on and they all had the same kind of pose except for him who stood side on remember he's he's the future
0: yeah that's true and you
1: got to see his full side view profile all the muscles in silhouette and it just made him stand out in stark contrast to the other four
0: i don't know why i just mentioned some like danny devito type guy back was like you gotta stand to your side jimmy if you stand to the side they'll be blown away you won't have a chance there's a couple of people who try to do something here you know yeah,
1: i think what, what the most important thing of this is and gary gets this you want to stand apart from everyone else so you Gary, in his instance, he basically takes space away from everyone else. He stands on his own. And there's a couple of instances of other competitors trying yeah, to they, get they in wanted, on him. They wanted yeah. to do
0: a one-on-one. And I thought that was great because it, it ended up making Gary seem like a bigger deal. Because you had it. I think Jim Quinn did it in The Dark Angel as well. They're like, oh, Gary Strideon thinks he's the biggest. And they went right up in his face and started posing He it. just walks off. And Gary just walks away. And then they're left here like... Duh. And I will say, David Durth and Dark Angel, as impressive as they were in their own right... In the lineup of five men, Mm. they looked like little boys suddenly. You've got
1: to have the confidence to shine against other people, like, in the context of other competitors. The weight classes were
0: all over the place. It was unfair, I thought. But,
1: well, but, like, Jim, he wasn't, like, he was big, but he wasn't that tall. But yet, Jim really stood out, I think, amongst the other three, other than Gary Stridham, obviously, because he, he similarly was, like, he was proper taking front and foremost like you have to be a bit pushy i think with these guys oh yeah there was a lot of that there was jockeying
0: for position
1: and i think also one thing that was lacking um was lack of cooperation like if if i was in charge of this i would like or if i was in part of this i would be like looking at like you know jojo season two with the pillar men and thinking how can we all pose together Uh, as a group as a group to make us all look amazing
0: i think that gary stridham had the x factor because he hops off the stage and he he goes into the the crowd And and Platts is absolutely beside himself. He says that Gary Stridham, he's the best performer, McMahon. And I think he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the people wanted that. They were very easily swayed by that but i think everyone else was too too afraid to do it they're worried they might slip and fall stride them i think they
1: realized once he did it you can't copy it he, yeah. he did it he did it first and he did it best you can't you just look second rate next to him
0: yeah and when mean jean and the uh, cameo she comes out she's one of the co-hosts of the wbf eight minutes of the broadcast left my co-host ladies and gentlemen here she is and <laughs> she comes out and says just so you know folks they're all winners yeah just after even though we've seen the most clear example of one yeah. person definitely being the the winner Vince McMahon is clearly annoyed and have to present a legitimate contest as opposed to just picking his faves. I think mm. because I think that his final lineup would have been a bit different in some respects. Yeah, it would
1: have been like my final lineup.
0: Yeah, but there is a chance for some last minute digs here when we're having our credits. Everyone comes out. They they bury Christian again. Mm. They bury The Zook again. Like they can't help themselves. They yeah. just they really want these. I think they think they'll hear it back and they'll get motivated. I think there is that reliance year. <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna motivate him like and that no. you want to talk about vince mcmahon playing weird like vince mcmahon being a dad to all these rasters. how about vince mcmahon being the aggressive spot trainer and gym buddy of all of these lads the guy who's sitting there going oh you're not very big this year i bet you want to get big next year Ah, <laughs> uh, look at him over there he's eating enchiladas like it's pretty toxic from vince
1: not as much as Tom Platt's. He's yeah. way worse.
0: No, in fairness. The two of them together are are, are, are making each other worse, I think, yeah. in this situation. Stridham is out last, front and centre, even though, of course, it's only alphabetical order. Anyone could win, including the world champion, Gary Stridham. He could also win as well. It's it's anyone's game. At our final standings, Joe, in fifth place, David Dirth. In fourth, Barry Jamay. Third goes to the Dark Angel. And the second place goes to... The future Jim Quinn and the winner. They're winning and reigning and defending and still the WBF champion. Undisputed. Undisputed. Gary Stridham undisputed. Wow. Take a look at that. Not as big as he was last year, folks. But the standards are slipping, so he won anyway. (laughs) And for the last time, goodbye from the WBF, which surprisingly didn't survive the steroids trial, Joe. Who'd have Mm. thought that this didn't make it through? strident was he the obvious winner in your mind
1: He was, and I think it was. You know, it, it wasn't. So I don't think he was the obvious winner in the actual entertainment round. I think his entertainment um, performance was not as good as Aaron Baker's. But when you see them in the final pose-off, he comes across as the clear winner. He's the clear star. Yeah. Like Jim Quinn, I think, was actually bigger than him, like muscular. Oh, he wise. was, but
0: he did, his lack of X Factor came into the front into the front there. That's
1: the thing. The, thing about gary stridham that makes him so impressive is he can use his body like a tool he understands that (laughs) he has to perform his body in a certain way to make it look great and he understood things like if i go down into the crowd and they see me up close and they can touch me that's more impressive than just seeing me on a stage and it's little things like that that make a big difference I think for a bodybuilder and Gary Striden was the clear star he had that star quality that Aaron Baker almost had until he was standing next to other competitors and then it sadly went away
0: so here's my final question for you it feels like you've had a If not a very good time, but a very invested and involved time, this Hmm. got its hooks into you. I
1: took it very seriously. And I'm
0: not sure if this is kind of like, this is just a one-off because we finally watched something that you had heard about and you actually wanted to take it seriously and you got to watch it and you got invested in it. Well, I didn't
1: really want to, but you said I had to give everyone match ratings like it was like a match. So (laughs) I took it really seriously. But here's
0: the question. Like, was this viable, this product? Like, if if Vince McMahon was presenting WBF and he worked out some of the kinks that we had had mentioned, entertainment, special effects, and bodybuilding, and a bit of the razzmatazz, is it a viable formula that unfortunately got lost to the the times and the changing attitudes towards uh, overly large bodies as it related to professional wrestling?
1: I think it definitely has potential.
0: Would you want to watch another one of these?
1: If it got better, yes. Right, okay. If it got worse, then no. Well, but I liked the performance aspect of it. I liked all the gimmicks. I loved the music by Jim Johnson. Yeah, that, that
0: for me made it like, like... If you wanted a pure nostalgia fest and you want like silly Vince McMahon commentary and watching some great, great wrestling broadcasters struggle like you've never seen it before... I mean, it was a heady mix. It was a potent brew, this. But did you enjoy the show? That's that's the question I want to ask. Because you wanted something silly and fun. I don't know if it was silly in the end. I mean, there were silly aspects to it. Yeah,
1: it was silly. But you had
0: fun? I had fun. You had fun? WBF is a thumbs up from you? It's a thumbs up from me. It's a good time. (laughs) I want to pick one person from you. From the WBF, you're gonna put them into wrestling. Oh, easy. Who is it? It's Aaron Baker. Baker!
1: The clear wrestling star, because like. I think the fact that he couldn't compete in that lineup, the posing mm. lineup, that's okay in wrestling because it's not about that. It's about helping your competitors over. And he had this great chemistry with the others, but it was less about getting himself over and more about working as a team. And that was bad in this instance, but I think that would work very well in wrestling.
0: Okay. And he had good
1: charisma. He understood his character. He's mm. got a great body. He was very handsome as well. I didn't even talk about how handsome he was, but he's a, he's got a lovely face. Yeah, I think, yeah, of all of them, he is the clear overall star if you were to transfer it to wrestling
0: so he's got some upside to him i've not looked up about how any of these guys got on i have a funny feeling that looking up for bodybuilding competitors from 1992 in the midst of a steroid scandal it won't necessarily make for across the board happy reading but i don't know i would be interested to find out where all of these gentlemen ended up and if their past did cross into wrestling But I can kind of see also as well where the resentment came from from the stars of wrestling at the time. I think it would be very interesting to watch a wrestling show from 1992 because I don't think we've actually... At that very specific time period, I know we've done a bit of 94 and 95, but 92 would be interesting to look at at some point. But I don't know if you've got any thoughts for your next brief of what you'd like to do, Joe. We come into a brand new year on pay per view Classic, so we might need to do another vote and it not involve bodybuilding.
1: Yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. My brain feels like it's been kind of attacked with a cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> so, all i can think about now is rippling muscles
0: oh that's true i know you said last time you wanted a real fun show mm. we have had some suggestions from fans for a for a fun show yeah that maybe we can go across time and space and look at some different companies and look for something that you guys think joe will find as a fun wrestling show because i'll be damned for walking away at the end of 2021 and the thing you got most invested in was a bodybuilding expo mm. <laughs> wrestling needs to stand up for itself okay so in the comments below a fun show it doesn't matter when we have some examples already let's put it to a vote for our first pay-per-view classic of 2022 i had a ball watching this yeah it was fun this was good yeah
1: thanks for making me sit through it
0: you're, you're, you're happy that you've experienced it. Yeah. Yeah, I was... When I mentioned it first, I felt really bad because yeah. your reaction to it was not necessarily what I thought it was going well, to be. I
1: didn't think it would be this silly.
0: Yeah, what was your biggest misconception about it, would you say?
1: I guess I didn't realise just how much of Vince there would be in it.
0: There's much of Vince in each of these. Mm. All of these competitors here, yeah. yeah. Vince McMahon, the promoter. I'll t- I will say... There's a lot more Vince McMahon in the WBF than there is in the XFL. You know, having watched those football games, there's much more razzmatazz here and I was very happy for it. Well, until next time, where we're going to set another vote for another brief. It's a fun show. Let us know your thoughts and your recommendations in the comments below. And thank you so much for joining us for all these classic pay-per-views in 2021. It's absolutely a blast to do. And I absolutely adore going through these shows with you, Joe. It's always my most fun time I have on how-to wrestling. So until next year, where we're going to go for another pay-per-view classic brief. With votes from you, it's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And a goodbye from me, Joe. And we'll see you next time on Pay-Per-View Classic. See ya.